the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. All right, let's get to it. We're uh, sitting on the third floor of the uh, Capitol building today, right across from the House Chambers. And uh, Nick Horton is here with me as my special co-host. He's uh, said that he would join us today. Yeah, he just walked (laughs) in. He tried to go into one door, and the press pass that he has only gets him in through the tunnel door. Apparently. Apparently. That's where you to come in. You know, even at at, at 6.45 in the morning, it's hard to find parking around here. It's crazy. I I, want to run a bill that says you've got to have at least 100 parking spots for the taxpayers. I would think that they would have more parking. Parking. You would think, if nothing more, that parking lot that's across the street. Uh, let's see, where are we sitting in here? Yeah, so right over, right right over, over here. in front of the uh, the Capitol. Seems to me, you could get rid of that and make that a public. Uh, parking What's it? What lot. is it for right now? I seems to me there are some people that have jobs here at the Capitol. Oh, well, okay. They have those, and I think that nah. Uh, let's, there's plenty of parking back in the back for those people. Yeah. So let's just you know do it now. Or at least during legislative session, have a special you know parking area for well, Alan, citizens. Alan Clark, Senator Alan Clark, State Senator Alan Clark, has said that they should build a parking garage. They've got the money, they've got the land. Why not do it? And and I'm you know I'm I agree with. Him. There's times, man. That, you got to park four or five blocks away from yeah. here, and that's oh, yeah. not a short walk. No, in the ice sometimes. Yeah, uphill both ways. Yeah, rain, yeah. rain, rain falling up and down. Yep, both ways. That's right. Going up your pants and down your pants. It's not bad. It's good. It's not good. <laughs> uh, but anyway, that's something that I know they they've talked about, but they got bigger fish to fry, uh, and have for many many years. I was just reading in the in the dim gas today. And I, I, I finally got. Oh, look at you! I, I got the pad wow. working now, so now I can check out to see what, what, what old news that they're reporting on. I always like to. We give them fresh news. Yeah, you yeah. know they'll they'll they'll, the dim guess I have it for you tomorrow. <laughs> but anyway, just, just so you know, um, shooting at Michigan State today. I guess three students are dead. And five people mm. are seriously wounded. The shooter, uh, of course, took his own life, the the, uh, the hero that he was. And um, it is what it is. It's what happens. By the way, uh, these were uh, uh, buildings that uh, were, were gun-free zones, just so that everybody knows. Nobody was allowed to have a gun there, but uh, somebody walked in with a gun and shot people. Just the way it's... Mm. That's the way it works. They'll look for some place, and they don't know who this person is or why he did what he did. He's not a student. He's not connected with Michigan State in any other way. I don't know. Maybe he's a – no, I won't say that. That's bad taste if I start talking about 
which football team he likes. But I'm just saying, you don't know what triggers a person to do, you know, really disgusting it's things. It's horrible. Like this. Yeah. You know, to start nice. killing people. There's something wrong with them. You know, they sh- it, it, to be honest, they're as dangerous with a car as they are with a gun or a knife or a hammer because evidently they want to hurt people. Hmm. What they want to do. All right. What's up with you? Anything that you're doing? I know you're going to be Man. at a meeting. Uh, you're going yeah, to be in front of a committee today. Big committee meeting today at 10 o'clock, uh, House Rev and Tax, Revenue and Tax Committee. Um, they're hearing really, really actually short agenda today, it looks like, but one of the bills. Uh, Dave, you'll you'll remember and appreciate this because you like to tell the story of how we first got to know each other, right? The, yeah. The swimming pool tax yep, and yep, all that yep. in Cersei. So uh, that, that issue is kind of coming full circle because Representative David Ray has a bill there's there's only one tax in the state of Arkansas, one, that that can be imposed on the voters at the local level without their direct consent. Sales one. tax. A&P tax. Okay. A&P, A&P sales yeah. tax. If it's a general sales tax, if it's a millage increase, if it's a property, any of those other taxes, the voters have to have a say. But the advertising and promotion tax that the legislature created back in the 70s or 80s, I can't remember, um, it can be imposed without a direct vote of the people. And so what do you think happens? All of these cities and counties pass A.M.P. tax after A.M.P. tax after A.M.P. tax. So they can get your money without so they can get you your money. To voting to say you'll give up your money. That's right. They can tax you on food. They'll tax your lodging. They'll tax your short-term rental. They'll tax your, you know, if you're a Kiwanis club or a women's Republican committee that meets – you pay a tax. Yeah, but here's what they always say. This is the fairest tax because people who are visiting our city, oh, yes, yes. they have the to tourism pay tax. too. Yes, yes. They they tried that in Cersei for years and said, you know, well, we, we won't pay it. It'll just be the visitors yeah, that pay it. All, and yeah, it's like, well, I eat out. I go get a cup of coffee. I go, you know, I take my kids to the to the. the the hotel to go, you know, spend the night or go, whatever. The, you know, my family comes in from out of town and, and spends the night in the hotels. We rent meeting space. We do the, in no way is it just a tax on on visitors. Certainly, right. some visitors pay it, but it, it's definitely in no way limited to that. And so, uh, Representative David Ray, our good friend, uh, has a bill HB ten twenty seven. Senator Mark Johnson's a sponsor on the Senate oh, side. Um, very simple bill. And, and the, the great thing about it really is you, you can love the A&P tax. You can think the A&P tax is just the greatest thing since sliced bread, and you can still support this bill because all this bill does is says we're going to bring this tax in alignment with every other local tax in the state of Arkansas and let people have a vote, let people have a say on whether That's or not they want be. this. That's the way it should be. Um, back in Searcy when we were fighting this issue, we had to, we had to go around and gather something like a 1,000 signatures to get to force this t- uh, tax issue to be put on the ballot because the city council just did it anyways without uh, letting people have a vote and we were able to force the, force a vote and and the tax failed. Um, but the point, what the important point was, people got to have a say, people got to have a vote, um, and that that I think is really important. And this is the only one in the entire state that's not subject to that. Yeah, and I'd always like the people who stand for this kind of taxation, any kind of taxation. They'll say, but Dave, it's only one penny on a dollar. And this is what I always say. How do you get to a million? Count to a million. And they go, well, one. I said, exactly. (laughs) 
Exactly. You always start at one. It starts one. somewhere. Yeah. And if it starts at one, it, they will just continually, they might do it at a half a cent. They might do it at a three quarters or a one quarter percent, but they'll continue to add up to it. And within a few years, you'll have five, six, seven percent on top of everything That's right. that you buy. And, 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 they, and they love that. They love saying it's just a penny. It's just a half that's penny. Right. It's just this, but it's not just a penny. It's a penny per dollar. Well, that's right. right. Yeah. And so, well, you can afford that. You, Come on, you, Nick. That adds up pretty quickly. You eat out a couple times a week. You you spend the night in a hotel. You reserve a a, a meeting space for your local Kiwanis Club or your Lions Club or your Optimist Club or whatever it is. Those those are taxed at even higher rates. The meeting spaces a lot of times, um, and it's totally up to the city and county. Uh, to that they can impose this without a vote of the people, and then they create this A and P commission, which is frankly just a, a croniest board of people, uh, typically business owners, but they're unelected and they're completely unaccountable to the voters, and they get to decide how the money's spent, yeah. not the city council. Not even so. Not only do you not get to vote on the tax, but then people that don't even report to you as voters get to decide how the money is spent. Yeah. They'll tell you how they're going to spend it. That's right. Your money. That's right. Yeah. That's so what, it's kind of a, it always it's works. a double whammy. It's it's kind of the worst of both. Um, and really, all we're saying is, hey, like let's bring this into alignment with every other local tax in the entire state of Arkansas, and let people have a vote. That's all right. It. So I know David has done his counting, so he figures he gets out of committee today. I'm sure. I think there's a pretty good shot. I think it. I think it looks pretty good. Yeah, you're right. He's a very smart legislator. I don't think he's gonna. You know, he's not going to just show up. Now, and he doesn't cross run his fingers unless he hope. knows that he's, yeah. he's got. Yeah. And it'll be interesting because I personally think most of these bills <clears throat> that are saving money by getting rid of taxation without representation and things of that nature uh, would get passed in the full House or the full Senate. You know, most of the people are, are for them. So we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Where, when bills die, it's in committee. Typically. Yeah, I always that's, say that. I yeah. always say that's where bills go to die. That's right. It's exactly how it works. All right. So Nikki Haley is number two on the Republican side. Oh, did she announce this? Well, let, let's let's hear here. We've got it. Uh, okay. I'll yell at Aaron back at the station. Aaron, play it for us. The railroad tracks divided the town by race. I was the proud daughter of Indian immigrants. Not black, not white. I was different. But my mom would always say your job is not to focus on the differences, but the similarities. And my parents reminded me and my siblings every day how blessed we were to live in America. Some look at our past as evidence that America's founding principles are bad. They say the promise of freedom is just made up. Some think our ideas are not just wrong, but racist and evil. Nothing could be further from the truth. I have seen evil. In China, they commit genocide. In Iran, they murder their own people for challenging the government. And when a woman tells you about watching soldiers throw her baby into a fire, it puts things in perspective. Even on our worst day, we are blessed to live in America. I was born and raised in South Carolina, so I have seen the very best of our country. 
People here threw out the old, tired political establishment and demanded accountability for their tax dollars. Industry reports called us the beast of the Southeast, which I love. People came by the thousands for fresh starts. Moms and dads held their heads up high. Children learned that it was always it's a great day in South Carolina. It's a great day. It's a great day. A great day. A great day in South Carolina. We were strong. We were proud. And when evil did come, Police in South Carolina are looking for a gunman following a shooting at a church. Several victims, we don't know the uh, severity. We turned away from fear, toward God, and the values that still make our country the freest and greatest in the world. We must turn in that direction again. Republicans have lost the popular vote in seven out of the last eight presidential elections. That has to change. Joe Biden's record is abysmal, but that shouldn't come as a surprise. The Washington establishment has failed us over and over and over again. It's time for a new generation of leadership to rediscover fiscal responsibility, secure our border, and strengthen our country, our pride, and our purpose. Some people look at America and see vulnerability. The socialist left sees an opportunity to rewrite history. China and Russia are on the march. They all think we can be bullied, kicked around. You should know this about me. I don't put up with bullies. And when you kick back, it hurts them more if you're wearing heels. I'm Nikki Haley, and I'm running for president. Well, that's, that's a great gonna, ad. That's going to play well with the women. Yeah. I mean, that's going to play really that's a great well. Ad. With, yeah, it is. It's a good ad. And she, she's a special person. She really is. I, if you've ever met Nikki Haley, she's really good. She's very, very intelligent. Uh, the president, former President Trump, knew that. That's why he put her in charge of, uh, you know, the United States and the U.N. And she did a good job. Well, it's it's really interesting timing, right, with all of this crazy, you know, unidentified objects uh, flying through the air That's and all exactly these things that right. are happening. And she's got this, you know, really great foreign policy uh, experience and foreign policy chops that she can, she can use on the national worldwide stage. I, it's a, it's, it's interesting. I, you know, I'm not quite sure, obviously South Carolina, I mean, that's an early primary state. So she's kind of, she's got that in her, in her column, you would think, um, just trying to think through like, what's her path, you know, what's her path to the actually getting the nomination. Um, but boy, wow, that's a great it's it's a, a great ad. it's a great place to start. Yep, she'll announce officially tomorrow. Of course, she waited uh from not doing it on uh Valentine's Day so that she could do it on my birthday. Oh, well that's that's great timing. Yeah. <laughs> that's why she Happy doing birthday. It. Yeah. I forgot to tell tomorrow. you happy Valentine's Day too. Yeah, well that's all right. Yeah. That, that I've kinda, always wanted to spend me, Valentine's Day with you. It me out when guys yeah. wish me Valentine's Day. <laughs> that's all right. But any, anyway, <laughs> just saying that yeah, birthday's tomorrow. Tomorrow's a very special day for me. I mean, I'm, it's my birthday, but that's not what's important. Tomorrow, pitchers and catchers report. Oh, okay. Training. All right. There we go. Yeah. Baseball. You're a Cardinals fan, right? Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> no, I'm a Cub fan. And, yeah, that's it's going to be interesting. Anyway, 722, let's take a break. We'll come back, talk more about Nikki Haley. Uh, we'll talk more about what are these 
things that are flying around and a lot more information about that coming out like the president has known about this since late last year the balloon program really? going on well, in china so we'll we'll talk all about that when we return here on the dave ellswick show Nick Horton is here, good friend of mine, and somebody I respect, and that's why I've asked him to join me today here on the third floor outside the House Chambers uh, on the Dave Ellswick Show. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. This is 101.1 FM, The Answer, and a traffic report right now here in Little Rock. Nothing too much going on. We still have a little bit of uh, con- congestion uh, there on the I-30 eastbound uh, between Bryant and Alexander. If you're coming in to North Little Rock this morning, it looks like traffic's beginning to pick up on the I-40 I-30 interchange there in North Little Rock. Other than that, it's all clear this morning heading into Little Rock. Nothing to worry about there. And it's currently 57 degrees right now. Well, we got rain coming in. We got a, a big line of showers coming in. It's not thunderstorms, but it is going to be rainy most of the day. It's supposed to be out of here by 3 o'clock this afternoon. So as you're going out of work, should be done by that time. But again, grab those rain jackets so you don't get soaking wet this morning. Let's get back to the Dave Ellswick Show here. On 101.1 FM, The Answer. An Arkansas talk legend, Dave Ellswick, on 101.1 FM, The Answer. All right, we're back on the uh, third floor outside the House Chambers here on the Dave Ellswick Show. We're at the Capitol today. We do this every Tuesday and uh, Thursday, keeping you up to date on what is happening with the, uh, the legislature and what they're talking about. Uh, big story in the paper today. Uh, dealing with uh, what's going on and uh you know things have been kind of slow to be honest things have been a little bit slow and uh, slower i think that's probably the operative word slower than in the past and that's because we're waiting on two very big pieces of legislation to you know start making their way through the uh committee process i mean there's there's some that's already going through. You just heard Nick talking about a house bill from David Ray that's going through uh, to uh, make A&P tax a tax that you have to vote on and not just somebody that decides, you know, some politicians sitting on a uh, city board or whatever, uh, making the decision that you should pay more for the things that you buy. So, uh, you know, there are some things that are moving forward, but the big uh, issues are still out there to be taken care of. And so we're, we're looking at uh, taking care of education. We're looking at taking care of uh, uh, crime. And uh, those are the two, two really big, heavy pieces of legislation that are out there waiting to, to be dropped. I saw Brianne Davis, uh, she was on with us, uh, you'll remember, uh, Nick, last Tuesday. Yeah, we talked to her and Brooks, who are the House and the Senate uh, members who are carrying this legislation. They thought it might, by chance, get out last Friday. It did not. Now, Brianne's saying she thinks that it probably will get out this week, but really will start moving along next week. But until until those pieces of legislation get out there, things are going to be slow here at the Capitol. All the air has been drawn out yeah. here because it's uh, those those are the two big pieces of legislation that are going to touch a lot of things. Not only touch, you know, all the other uh, agencies, 
uh, but going to cost the most money as well. Did you see what happened in uh, in Senate Judiciary yesterday? No. With Matt McKee and the, oh, man. I think it was SB 155. I can't remember if that's the the drag show bill or, oh, the, no. or the bathroom bill. Um, but there were there were a lot of uh, trans activists that showed up to speak on the bill. And uh, all I know is I didn't know anything had happened. And I opened my Twitter feed, and I had like 20 notifications uh, for people mentioning me and death threats and all these to things. you? Yeah, telling me to go kill myself and all oh this God. stuff. I guess I, I, technically I think that counts as a death threat. Yeah, I think um, so. But I, I guess I had tweeted at one point, uh, congratulations to Senator McKee on his election back in like November, <laughs> and because of some things that happened in the committee yesterday, uh, which I won't say on the radio, um, but people can go look it up. Let, let's just say there were some some very graphic conversations about uh, uh, anatomical body parts uh, that happened in the committee yesterday, <laughs> and so I, I opened up my Twitter feed, and because I tweeted Matt McKee at some point, I mean, I, I somehow I'm pulled into this. Uh, now, but it we'll was hold, it hold was your wild. Thoughts. All right, we'll pick it, it up wild. after we come back. So Missy Bosch, they're going to be coming. They've been working the session, so we'll find out what they're hearing from lawmakers. And then uh, Jenny, and I don't know Jenny's last name, I just know her first name, uh, from Conduit is going to join us at nine o'clock. It'll be fun to talk to her. She's she's uh, brand new to Arkansas. She's from the, the Dallas Fort Worth area, so we'll find out what she thinks about. Uh, politics in Arkansas, mm-hmm. and then uh, at uh, 10 o'clock, uh, a special hour. At that point, uh, I'm going to let Nick go because he's got he's to go for yep. that A&P tax bill, but uh, I'll have uh, State Senator Kim Hammer, State Representative Carlton Wing, and they're going to talk about a big package on election integrity that they have Great. that they're going to be dropping. Uh, now, I know that Colonel... Uh, Reynolds is trying to set up a time that he can talk to them and wants to talk to them about his push to go back to paper ballots. I don't know if they've uh, gotten set up for that or yet, so we'll have to find out. What do you think about that? You know, there's. I think that there's positives on both sides, you know, to be yeah. honest with you. I question, as as Colonel Reynolds does, that you don't know— for sure, if that computer is casting the votes that you made. Because at the top, barcodes are up there, not names. And uh, if they would change that, I, I might change my mind. But I've watched some weird things happen in elections over the years that I've been involved. And, and you know what? It's happened with computers, and it's happened with paper ballots. Well, I was going to say, I mean, whether you're whether you're for paper or for digital, I mean, I think it, at least at minimum, I hope everyone can agree, like pa- paper ballots does not solve uh, everything. In fact, it, it it introduces new problems. Um, so I'm kind of yeah, I'm kind of I'm kind of on the fence. I don't know that there, I don't know that I have strong feelings on it one way or the other. But I I do get frustrated a little bit when I see people. Assuming that if we just went to paper ballots, that all everything of a sudden there would, would be suddenly get everything's great. Up, yeah. There's no no more fraud. Everything's perfect now. I mean, paper ballots are significantly more easy to uh, to replicate and to to defraud. Well, um, evidently, now I've had the colonel on several times about this, and in his defense, uh, he is he has shown us these ballots that they would use, and and 
you know, they're watermarked and all kinds of stuff. These would not be. Uh, you couldn't take this down to your local library and, and put them on the, you know, the mimograph machine, so to speak, and, and run off copies of it. So, yeah. But here's what I do know. I know that everybody says they, they can't, you can't cheat on them. I know if criminals want to cheat, they figure out ways oh, to yeah. cheat. And they can be destroyed. They can be misplaced. They're, you know, there's, not a, they're not as, there's not as much of a paper trail, ironically, with the paper ballots as there are with the, with the voting machines. But uh, it's, it's definitely an interesting debate. Uh, it's been, I, you know, I'm not really in the middle of it, but it's been interesting it's to kind of observe. It's going to keep going. I think that, that personally, I think the people who really want to stay where we're at and the people who want to move to paper ballots, I'd like to see them, you know, do some kind of a debate so we sure. hear both sides yeah. and, and, and hear them. You know, iron sharpens iron. I've said that a million times on this show. So why would be, what would be so tough on that unless one side or the other knows that their side's argument has holes in it? That's that's my whole that's yep. my whole point. So we shall see. I mean, I look. Colonel Reynolds is a good friend of mine. I've known him for years. Uh, I've tried to talk to him to run for state office, to run be a state senator, or state representative, or even if you wanted to run for the school board or something, just to get out there and and be in front of people and try to change things. That's what I would like to see him do. But. He's chose to go a different path, and, hey, it's his life, and it's his money. You know, first time I met him, he was running uh, for Senate against uh, oh, yeah. John Bozeman. Oh, yeah, 2010. Yeah, that, you know, after that was, yeah, that was after, uh, uh, what's her name, uh, Blanche Lincoln got voted out. So we got rid of her. You know, and I think that our, our Republican representatives— have done a good job, both congressmen and senators. Have they voted exactly the way I want them to? No. Does that mean that I, uh, you know, I want to shoot them down and, and replace them? No, because I don't think that they've done anything uh, bad enough, in my opinion, uh, anti-freedom enough, in my opinion, that they should be taken out of office. If, if, your, if your idea is if they don't agree with me 100% of the time, then they're a rhino, you're going to be sorely disappointed you're be miserable. all your life. <laughs> that's right. You know, that's why yeah. Reagan always said 80-20. You know, he'd give somebody up to 20%. Now, I will say there is one issue I won't give an inch on, and that's life. I won't give an inch on that. Uh, I understand some question marks around defense spending and, and things like that. But as far as, as life goes, uh, if you don't have life, then all those other, uh, other freedoms you're supposedly yeah. endowed with don't matter. It's that simple. That's a good point. You know, yeah. that's, 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 pretty, that's pretty simple. So what do you think about uh, what's going on with education? Do you do you wish that they would move just a little bit quicker on yeah, it? Yeah, I mean, in some ways. Uh, or do it, you understand? I mean, you've been here yeah. enough that you understand the process, and yeah. it is not 
a fast process. And I don't think our founders wanted it no, to be a fast process. No, that's process. right. And I think I, every time I find myself thinking, man, I wish, I wish this was moving quicker with the education package, then I go look at the legislative website and I start seeing all the other bills that are getting filed and how quickly some of them are moving. Uh, there was a bill that passed last week that was filed and moved very quickly, f- flew through the House. It's going to expand food stamps. Uh, to certain populations, to certain types of uh, disabled veterans, which, you know, I, n- no one wants disabled veterans to go without food, right? But disabled right. veterans already qualify for food stamps. And so what they're doing is raising the income limit so that veterans that already have significant income can now qualify for food stamps, which, you know, we have nearly 300,000 people on, on food stamps right now. Why do we need Why do we need more? Well, we don't, and, and here is where I start making enemies. Uh, they want to they put more people on the plantation. Yep. We're switch, what we have done in this country is we have switched one plantation for another. You know, well, we, we've gone from working in the fields to getting people to take a government check, and when they take that government check, talk to them about taking it away. See, see what kind of pushback you get. And that is exactly what's happening. I saw today, it's in the paper. I don't know if you've seen this yet, Nick. This is crazy. The president of the United States wants to be able to use Medicare dollars to buy for people to be able to buy food. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they've been talking about this for Because they want to use medicine as health. Yep. Everything is related to health. Housing. Uh, air conditioners, amazing? food, all sorts of things that they're trying it's to pack amazing. into Medicaid. Yep. Look, this is this yep. is how you grow government. That's right. You expand definitions, and then you put people into those expanded uh, uh, right. definitions. They That's get right. more money from the government, and then they don't want to give it up. I that was my biggest argument when we went to Obamacare here in Arkansas and didn't fight harder against it. Was once you write the first check. You'll That's never right. be able to stop. You'll have to keep writing a check. Well, and so, and so that was a little bit of a rabbit trail I took us down. But, but point being, when it comes to education, Bill, every time I find myself thinking, oh, man, I wish this was going a little bit more quickly, then I look around at all the pieces of legislation that are moving really quickly, and a lot of them are not very good pieces of legislation. And so I think there is, there is something to be said for, you know, finding – a good balance and pacing ourselves to make sure that we get it right. It's going to be a big bill, right? 150, 200 pages, something Man, like that. They're bigger saying. than that, probably. And and so like, there's a lot of details that go into that. And this is not a small thing. We're talk- we're talking about literally transforming our education system in the state of Arkansas yeah. in a lot of really good ways. Yes. But we got to be sure we get the details right. And so, you know, I I was frustrated. I saw like uh, Iowa has already passed uh, educational freedom, universal educational freedom this session. Uh, Utah has passed it and the governor has signed it. There's several states that have already passed it. And every time that happens, you know, there's this part of me that's like, man, I wish we I wish we were catch up. we got to hurry up. We're getting we're getting behind, but we've got we've got some time. I'm very confident uh it's going to s- remain a priority and stay a priority and it's going to get done before the session's over. It's just a matter of of when. Well, we both know it's going to get done. The the governor, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, uh who I have the utmost respect for because she truly is flexing conservative muscles. What a right difference, now. man! What oh, a what a difference! Yeah. Just day one, you what saw was the my difference. Bi- what was my biggest concern about Asa when the first time that he was uh, elected, and it was he will not be bold enough 
Now he wasn't, and I and I will stay with my my core belief that he was the perfect governor for at least one session to be able to bridge between Democrat rule and Republican rule. I mean, he had 135, 37 years of Democrat rule, and now we were moving over to Republicans, and it was going to be different. Of course, I didn't, I didn't foresee that we needed to make sure that we got rid of some Republicans so that we could usher in Republican rule. Well, it, it, I mean, you've been saying that for a while about him kind of being the perfect transition governor, and I think it's a really, it's a really fascinating uh, way to think about it because, yeah, in, in some ways you wonder if, if we'd had a really conservative governor oh, after 150 years, people, you know, there would have been some, there would have been some backlash uh, for yes. sure. It and so if you, if you think of Governor Hutchinson as kind of coming in and, and letting off the gas a little bit on some things, he didn't, you know, he didn't slam on the brakes on, yeah. uh, on spending or on welfare growth. Or but on he wasn't things. bold. But he wasn't, he wasn't pushing us <laughs> too far the other direction, right? And so if you think of him as kind of letting off the gas, then I think what we're seeing right now with Governor Sanders and I think what we're going to continue to see is she's punching the brakes, right? She's saying, okay, this is out of one out of three people on Medicaid. This is a problem. Okay, the state state uh, spending, uh, state budget has tripled, tripled since the year 2000. That's a problem. Okay, we're spending over $30 billion a year now in Arkansas. That's a problem. So I think we, we've kind of gone from someone who was just kind of managing the flow and, and not really wanting to be too disruptive to someone that really wants to, you know, change things. Well, here's what she things. saw. All right, here's what she has seen. All the idiot lights are on the dash, and they're all flashing right now, all right? And that means there's something wrong with your car, and that you need to pull to the side of the highway, and yeah. then you need to get it somewhere and fix it. That's where we're at right now. How, how we're going to fix it, how quickly we're going to fix it is being decided right here in these halls during this session. And here's what I've seen has really has impressed me from her, and it's very early. But I remember, I'm just old enough to remember Governor Beebe. And how heavy-handed he was, and it was everything was his way wow. or the highway, right? I'm just old enough. Yeah, to I know, I know. Baby. I'm dating myself. Oh my but, god! But but you know, she and her staffs really seem to have a way of, you know, they they have ideas, they have a vision for where they want to go, but they are doing, I think, an exceptional job at bringing other people into that process, and so I think that's one of the reasons why, just to bring this full circle, we don't have an education bill yet is because they're they're letting legislators that have been working on these issues for 10, 15, 20 years, they're letting them have a seat at the table. They're not just dropping their education bill and saying, here it is, like it or leave it, this is what we're doing. They really are collaborating and, and uh, trying to build a real sense of, uh, of uh, teamwork and, and a spirit of camaraderie around this process, and I think that that is – that is going to be very well to their favor over the next the next few years. All right, got to get a break in. Let's do that final break for this hour. Next hour, we'll be hearing from Heather Beach and Missy Bosch. They'll join us, and they've been here at the session. We'll get their take on what's going on. Nick Horton is my special guest host today. And uh, what's the name of your organization? Opportunity Arkansas. OpportunityArkansas.org. All right. You want to get involved with that, make sure you get his weekly newsletter. Did you get it this week? I did get okay. it. Okay. I right, appreciate good. you sending Yeah, good. it was about 1125, right? 
What's that? Was House Bill 1125? Uh, 1340 was the one we really focused on this this week. That was the veteran, the food stamp expansion for You know, veterans. I don't think I got that one. Okay. okay. Well, last night. It went out last night. Oh, Make well, sure it know. may be there right now. Okay. Okay, we'll be back in a moment here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, we're down to the last few moments here this hour. Uh, one of our friends just came Just by. a very special guest. Yeah. Very saying, special. Saying hi, always good. He's getting his walk in this he morning. He is. Doing his got to keep his figure good. up, you know. He's that's good. He lost like sixty pounds. He got a new hip. He's a. I have he's to, a new man. I have to to laugh though. Everybody, all guys, wishing each other happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> Give me a break, guys. Stop it. Stop it. I just yeah. I mean, I could probably get in trouble, but I I just think I just think it's such a. I mean, there's probably some great reason why we have Valentine's Day. You know. Here's what I'll tell you. But I just think it's silly. You pinch me on St. Patty's Day, and I'll punch you out. Well, you better wear green then. <laughs> I'm just saying, man. You're taking your you life. Better wear green. Taking life in your own hands if you do that. Did you see that they uh, they voted yesterday to extend the session? I did see that. You know, because yeah. uh, Bart Hester, who is the uh, pro tem over in the Senate side, and Shepard, who is the Speaker of the House, have decided that they're going to take a week off or, uh, as they call spring break, or as I call it, Easter vacation. Oh, okay. All right. You know, I'm okay with I'm that. I'm not afraid to make it a Christian thing because, guess what, that's how it started, and we're going to keep it that Heck way. Heck, yeah. You know? Well, I wouldn't mind having a week off. This is this is nuts out what they You know, it, and I talk to people about this all the time, but it is absolutely insane how we make laws in this state. These guys get elected in November. By the first week of January, they're thrown off. I mean, thrown off a cliff into becoming a Medicaid expert and a tax expert and an abortion expert and a crime expert and a gun and rights expert. They're no and experts, and they're no experts, and they know that. I mean, these and and for good reason. Like we have a citizen legislature. I think that's a great thing, but holy cow, they've got sixty days with three major holidays in between. Then this year, you consider we've had you know we had a transition into a new administration, a new governor. So you've got. All new, you know, legislative liaisons, new policy people. You've got department heads that are changing. You've got new directors. You've got new deputy directors. I mean, it is. And th- and then you start session, and it's like, okay, now what do we? I had a legislator a few weeks ago say, yeah, I, I hadn't even met, and I'd never thought of it this way, but of course you haven't, because there's a hundred House members that haven't even met everyone in the legislature yet. Of course not, because there's so many, and there's so little time. And then they try to do everything in ninety days, and then they go home. For two years. State Representative Lundstrom was here last week, and she had these really nice uh, pages made up, plastic pages, that had all the new legislators on it. And she was trying to memorize Memorize their faces. faces, You know, she was trying to get that done. It's absolutely – other states don't do it this way. I mean, I've had the benefit the last seven or eight years of working in 20, 25 states. And Arkansas is the best state, let me be clear, um, in every way. But the way we make law and the, the way our legislature runs, it is insane. And now, these guys get elected. he said make law, not love. Okay. That's right. Make Keep law. Make law. I know it's Valentine's Day, it but is. we're talking about law. That's right. Um, but it's – so I, I don't know if this would ever get traction, but I've had this idea of we ought to just push the session back to March or April or something, sometime later in the year. Um, it would require a, legis- or a constitutional amendment. But give these guys a little bit of time. To figure out where the bathrooms are, figure out who the bill drafters are, get their heads around the issues a little bit more, 
because they come in. And, and then the other thing, too, particularly for these folks on the House side. They only got two years. Two years. So you get one. You run for office. You run, maybe you go through a primary. You go through a general election. You get elected. And you get one legislative session. And it's, it's within a matter of weeks. And then you're done yeah, for two years. Basically. That's it. All right. Let's take a break. We'll come back. And uh, Nick and I will continue uh, to talk. I will tell you how the newspaper and uh, some of the TV stations are trying to poison education reform in Arkansas. That's coming up on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, let's get back to it here on the uh, the third floor of the uh, Capitol building. We're outside the uh, House chambers. It's good to be back uh, doing this coverage. We've been doing it for several weeks now. Uh, the only week that we had to take off was because of the ice storm. And I was iced in on the top of the ridge where I live at, and I couldn't get in here for a couple of uh, days. And so, you know, we had to let it go. But uh, I think that we've done a a decent job of keeping up with the major bills that are going on. Uh, The two biggest bills, the one on education and the one on uh, reform of the criminal justice system, basically, here in Arkansas, are still being prepared. So they have not been made uh, privy to, so to speak, and uh, that may happen next week, then things will start speeding up here uh, at the Capitol because all of that's going to have to be heard, all of that's going to have to be voted on, and all of that's going to have to be, uh, you know, passed. And uh, there'll be something in, in a lot of this legislation that certain people don't like, although I think that they're doing all that kind of footwork now so that when it gets to committee, it uh, it moves quickly and, and easily through, and that's the way. Because as I've always told you, committees are where bills go to die. I don't believe that's going to happen on most of Sarah's uh, bills that she wants for education reform and stuff. I, I did tell you before we went to the break at the top of the hour, and I hope that the governor's team is paying attention. Um, there are some people that are writing stories in the newspapers, some people that are reporting on television that are trying to throw a monkey wrench into all of this. And what they're doing is, uh, you know, you get a, uh, what you're going to get is a, I guess, a education freedom account is the term they're going to use uh, for Sarah's uh, plan for education reform here in the state. The word that you don't use and uh, has been painted ugly uh, from years and years ago is voucher. And and I'll tell you what, they know that on the left. You'll hear them use that word all the time. Programming. Yeah. Guess, yeah, it's a dog whistle. Yeah. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll use one of their terms today here on the show. It's a dog whistle. And, uh. You know, I, I, I know that Nick will agree with me as well, but I've been seeing it in some of the Demgaz reporting uh, here recently. I think it was in today's paper. I was looking at the, the local page, and they said vouchers. They want to make sure they use that word. And, again, uh, you've heard um, letting use voucher. Uh, in fact, he said, what was it, cancerous vouchers, I think is the way he put it. So, um, well, know. it's also just inaccurate. Like, it's not the way that the program is actually going to work. But here's the key, Nick. When did voucher become a, a terrible thing? Well, They've been using vouchers 
forever for Medicaid and everything else. Oh yeah, that they sure. Do. Food stamps is a voucher, basically. Yeah. yeah. I don't. Yeah. You know, I I just find it well, it's bad when when they don't like it. Yes. When the left doesn't like something, it's bad. When we like it, it's you know different. I just want everybody to know they're saying that for a reason. And uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't. Yeah, I don't disagree. They're they're making it negative, and and it's from people who are supposed to be supposed to be objective. All right, they're using that word for a specific reason. And again, I'll use it again. I know I hate it when they use it on the left, but I'm going to use it on the right now. Dog whistle. Well, the left uses languages like a war. They use language well, like equity and Words equality. are violence, don't right. you know? Yeah. And <laughs> that when you think of equality, equity is so close to equality. And they use yep. equity and they just switch the words around and people don't really pay attention closely. And then they think it's the same thing. You know, in their mind, they've got it programmed it's the same thing. And it's completely different. Well, they're just... Know that when somebody says voucher, they're sending a definite message to people, is what we they're really doing. We really need to up our game on the war of words and how we on use semantics. Words better semantics. believe it. When yeah. you're dealing with the left, you have to. And we haven't done that, you know. You know what's, what's bad, Simone? They'll change the the definition right in the middle of the paragraph that they're talking to you about. <laughs> well, look how they change recession. They change oh yeah. The definition of a recession. Oh, the way oh, the way President Biden did it. Yeah, yeah. We did. We only. <laughs> hey, we only went down a little bit from the last month to this month. They didn't want to talk about what we'd done over. And that see the same way they talked about taxation. It's only a penny. Yep. Right. And inflation. Inflation's went down. down. Yeah. yeah. Inflation's down because it only went up by five percent instead of six percent like it did last quarter. Right. Yeah. Right. That's. It's the, down. Yeah, they're looking better, folks. Here's yeah. what they won't tell you. Yeah, it's only a penny, but it raises millions of dollars a year of your money. That's right. Yeah, the, how do all those pennies accumulate so quickly? It's interesting, yeah. isn't it? All of a sudden, well, this is going to bring in $30 million, but it's just a penny. That's right. Yeah. It's just because just a penny. how do you get to $30 million? Yeah. You start off by saying one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's exactly, that's exactly how it works. Exactly how it works. All right, waiting for Heather to get here. She's not arrived yet. I expect that she'll be here. Uh, She's probably looking today. for parking out there like I was. Yeah, right. that's possible, and yeah. it's raining, and the, the traffic All the parking stinks. spots are empty, but you can't park in any of them. Well, so. Are they empty? Almost all of them right here around the Capitol are empty because the members aren't here yet. Oh, yeah. But, but, but you can't park in them because they're all reserved. Yeah, they're so. somewhere meeting. Yeah. <laughs> Spectre. Smoking, yeah, the smoke filled back room. room. Yeah, it's not that the mm-hmm. smoke is incense or something. They would. It's not vapes smoking. Now. Yeah, they're not. Yeah. yeah, they're not smoking real cigarettes, <laughs> and they're not doing that anymore. So, I wanted uh, Simone to tell everybody this is a special day for her, besides it being Valentine's. Oh, happy day. Valentine's Day! Oh, by the way, thank you. Happy I already Valentine's told Dave, day. but I'm sure. Yeah, t- no, don't say that. <laughs> Okay, Dave so gets creeped out by that. Yeah, I, I do know. get creeped out by that. Go ahead, Simone. What? Why is today special? It's Valentine's Day, we know, but why else? It's Valentine's Day, and it's also my 16th anniversary with my guy. There you go. Oh, that's so, cool. Happy Valentine's Day, Eric. I know you're listening. Oh. Yeah, he's out there driving a truck, buddy. He's trucking away. Don't cut him off. He'll run you over. <laughs> I'm just warning you right now. 
Like a big truck, like a truck truck. Like 18 wheeler. That's great. Yeah, 18 wheeler. You know, you know. I always hear people talk about how bad truck drivers are. It was Eric, and he he gives me the other side of it. He tells me how bad, you know, people who drive cars. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, how they do a course and drivers about semis because people really don't understand. They can't stop like you can. Their tires can (laughs) pop off. I mean, you know, there's a lot of things. Don't cut them off. Oh yeah. Yeah. When I go yeah. around them, right. I go around them quickly. quickly. I do the, not sit yep. next to them waiting for maybe that, that big bulge that's on the side of the tire to burst and throw a big piece of rubber into right. the side of my car, knock me into the retaining wall, and uh, I'm going to spend the next few months in a hospital bed somewhere. Or coming on the highway. Yeah. You know, slowing down as soon as you get in front of them and they can't get over and yeah, it's a hot mess. I hear it all day when I'm on the phone. I'm sure you do hear it all day. <laughs> all right. It's quarter after eight. We're here on the second floor. Jenny's making her way. I don't I'm I'm figuring that she might even be late. She's coming from northwest Arkansas. So uh we'll be waiting for everybody to join us here today. The only real piece of legislation that we know that's running today is the one that uh, is going to be uh, in front of taxation. HB 1027. Okay, and that deals with, uh, let's make it where you have to agree to an A&P tax. Yeah, let's make it like Maybe every... you should explain what an A&P tax yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, no, good good question. Um, unfortunately, I know a lot about A&P taxes. So A&P stands for Advertising and Promotion. Um, it's a tax that cities and counties can levy on uh, certain types of food, Typically lodging. called a hamburger Sometimes tax. they call it a hamburger tax, which is another misnomer, right? Because they yeah. try to convince people it only applies to hamburgers. And then when you kind of talk them down out of that corner, then they say, well, it only applies to, to restaurants. Uh, and then you have to kind of walk them through that yeah. because, no, it doesn't actually doesn't actually only apply to restaurants. Um, and, and I think the really one of the uh, unexplored or the unintended consequences of this type of tax that doesn't get talked about enough is the burden that it puts on business owners because if you own a grocery store uh, and you have a deli there's some things in your deli that are subject to the amp tax and some things that aren't and it's totally up to the state and dfna to get to decide and promulgate rules and determine whether or not you're following the rules or not and uh it, it you if you're a business owner, if you're a gro- you own a grocery store, you got to train your employees how to know how to how to spot all of that. You've got to you know, have a specialist come in and uh, recode your computer system and your point of sale system to make wow. sure that it tal- calculates and, and the tax way, correctly. Simone, the state government doesn't reimburse you for that. No, no, that's a cost that's borne by the by the small business owners yep. here in Arkansas. Um, and so, anyway, the revenue can go to or the revenue comes from. Prepared foods, uh, lodging, it also applies to short-term rentals. It applies to uh, meeting spaces. So if you're a Kiwanis Club or a you know Moms for Liberty group or anything like that and you go rent a meeting space or a conference room, they're slapping an extra 3 to 4% on there for your A&P tax. And then the money goes into a special little bank account that the unelected, uh, unaccountable A&P commission gets to oversee. And so they get to decide how the money is spent, um, I believe – According to state law, there has to be at least one member of the city council on the A&P commission, but the rest of them are just people from the community, friends of the mayor, uh, business owners. Been. You and know, I never get invited to those. Yeah, me either. I've been trying for a long time. They won't let me on. Well, did you know, and, and um, I don't know if we could get him on, but uh, Representative R.J. Hawk from Bryant 
they got rid of their AMP tax a couple of years ago solely because of something that he started. He was on the city council, and he found out that they were misusing a bunch of the funds. And so he called a special what? city council. I know. I know. It's <laughs> I shocking. So he called a special city council meeting, and they ended up just scrapping the entire thing, got rid of the commission, gave all the extra money away to some local nonprofits. Was that in Bryant? In Bryant. Yep. Well, what are the parameters yep. that they're using this for? So it, it, that's a good question. It's supposed to be used for advertising and promotion, which is where the name of the tax comes from. Suppose. That can, right. be, that can be interpreted a lot of different ways, um, and I'd have to go back and look at state law as far as what it says in terms of being able to use it on parks and different things like that. But a lot of times, frankly, what we've seen from cities and counties around the state is it just becomes a big slush fund. It's just a slush fund for them to host festivals and run billboards, and they'll spend you know a couple million dollars on advertising and TV commercials and all these things. And we have this parks. You parks parks are a big one because they sell parks. Bike paths. Parks are. Michelle Obama just got one. That's promoting tourism because if we have a park, people will come from other cities and they'll come to our park. Swimming pools, uh, you know, water parks are a big selling feature of it that cities and counties use. And you probably remember, Dave, you remember the Conway Christmas tree oh, scandal yeah, from sure. a few years oh, ago? Absolutely. They spent They spent $130,000 on a like 50-foot Christmas tree that didn't work. Very we still, seldom. We still Very have seldom. it. Yep. They still put it every year. And, and they use A&P tax money to pay for that. And part of their justification at the time was, well, we have all this money laying around, and we don't, we don't have anything to do with it. Like we don't know, we don't know what to spend it on. That was Tab Townsville. That was their reasoning for spending that money, Tab Townsville. That's right, the old mayor of Conway, and they uh, Whose because wife, by the way, is did she win her race over in Sherwood? Oh, I don't know. What's she run for? She's running, I think, for this like city board or whatever. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah I don't know. No, mayor, I maybe. I wasn't aware of that. Anyway, they left Conway. Yeah, uh, yeah I guess oh. they did. Oh wow. Yeah, they took the train that doesn't exist. <laughs> Use some AMP tax money. You remember we'll that? Build a train? No. Oh, uh-uh. you don't remember that? No, don't they remember wanted that. to build a, 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 a rail system between Conway and Little Rock. Is that right? Yeah, so you didn't have to drive in, on and be on I forty, right? That you just hmm. ride the train in, and it's the most hilarious thing I've ever heard of. It doesn't work in Chicago, yeah. where they got six million people. Why would it work here? It'd be like these empty trolleys they run around uh, downtown Little Rock. Oh right? yeah. <laughs> And I don't even know if they're doing that all that much anymore. Have you been yeah. downtown? Enough? Yeah. Well, I, I try not to. Them. I don't want to get shot. But yeah, uh, but I don't see them anymore. I don't. I, I saw the around. trolley. It looks like uh, visitors or something, or With, tourists are on them or something. Well, there's usually one is, or two it's people. Not very many. <laughs> yeah, there's usually one or two people on them when yeah. I see them, but I've never seen a full one. That's I was downtown it. people watching one day and was surprised by. Here's where you never see a full one, and that's the buses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why do they have these really big, big buses in Little Rock? They could be driving much smaller vehicles that would use much, you know, less fuel. Less emissions. And get people, well, I'm, look, <laughs> I don't care about the green zone kind I of just stuff. I just thought I'd throw that in. <laughs> yeah, I know. But, I mean, bottom, I guess I could use it and, and convince the young people that I'm trying to save the earth. But uh, the bottom line is, is that you don't need buses that big. You need to use something smaller. Why not? Don't make any sense to me, but it is the way they see it. 21 after 8, got to get a break in. Uh, we're waiting on some guests. The weather, I'm sure, has slowed them down. Perfect. But we'll see here. Simone made it. She got here. She forded the rivers already, so it's yes. good to have her here with us on the Dave Ellswick Show. Nick Horton is here as well. 
And uh, again, we're sitting on the third floor outside the House Chambers, and uh, it's pretty quiet around here right now today. A lot of people kind of walking around, but it uh, looks like maybe they're waiting until 9 o'clock before they come to work today. We'll uh, take a break. We'll be back with more in just a moment. State Senator Brian King been walking around Surprise the guess. Capitol, getting his three miles in today. Now, just does, three? Now, you got to ask a question, Brian, about this. Does it matter how fast you walk or just that you get three miles in? I mean, if, no, you, no. if you start in the morning and you finish like at four in the afternoon, is that okay? Yeah. I had a uh, hip replacement. Yeah. Oh, okay. Three years ago. So they said that ended my uh, running and stuff. But, you know, okay. You were a runner before that? Huh? You were a runner before I that? I did run. Yeah. I had a bucket list to run a marathon. I ran a really? half marathon without stopping at one time. There, Nick. Check opportunity <laughs> knocks you? Arkansas. Uh, opportunity. I think it's knocks. like it's like what is it? Opportunity uh, Arkansas. Yeah. Uh, but it's opportunity knocks Arkansas mm-hmm. when you need to. Right. It's good. But okay. anyway, but, so I ran a half marathon without stopping at one time, and then this I guy's had, like Glory Allred. You know, he, if needed. she sees a camera, she has to jump in front oh, of it. I he understand. sees a microphone, he's like, yeah, oh, I gotta I talk I radio. Him. I gotta yeah. be on the radio. Okay, he's been really? on with me many, many times. I think if you had video, I'm, I'm being real humble. I think it would get a lot more views. Yeah, probably. <laughs> very humble. Yeah. Very humble. I mean, but, but humility. Not right, not right now. It my wouldn't. humility <laughs> is stopping me, Dave. I'm from, just saying, uh, right now it wouldn't. So what's going on with you? What do you got uh, floating out there that's going to be hidden for committee? Okay, uh, so we had the deadline to file constitutional amendments uh, last week, so I filed several shell bills because, you know, Good ideas up here, you know, shocking, but don't don't always go somewhere. So we'll put legs. I mean, some of them was one of the questions you get asked is like abolishing the lieutenant governor's office. Yeah, uh, you know, no you filed that one, right? I, I did, yeah. I did. And if it gets legs, uh, in considering I've been on state agencies enough to know that, you know, we'll see. But you know, it's like I, I and what's the go thing? back to Democrats? I'm like. Why do we we don't need a no offense the current one but we don't need a lieutenant governor we can do the process without it have special elections if those things come up you know you have a system of either you know maybe the secretary of state attorney general senate pro temp can take over for six months until a special elections called and Lake, Nick loves special elections uh, <laughs> we're gonna get rid of that's them. a dirty word oh gosh God, yeah, we're about to get rid of them elections. unless you know, Brian kills just, the bill again but anyway. Uh, <laughs> So that's one that I'm looking so, at. So, uh, so the lieutenant governor issue, that is that just a good, like, reducing size of government, saving some money because we don't, I mean. Be careful how you say that up here. Well, I know. Like, is that the goal, though, or what's the thought well, behind Yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, look at the, if you spend a half a million dollars, it's state central services, so it automatically gets funded. So even if everything crashes, you're going to fund, fund state central services and the lieutenant governor's office. So. And if it's half a million dollars, you know, a lot of these legislators never look past the next political postcard up here. And I look 10 years down the road. I'm a farmer. You know, I've been down here 12 years before. This is my 13th year counting the four years off uh, gaining peace and solitude back home. But <laughs> And a new hip. And a new hip. Mm-hmm. You know, a new, new district. New, what's that? What, did, what did I say? New, oh, wait, uh, he, new district. He new had hip, something new in the wife, newspaper. New it was like, I got a new hip, a new wife, and a new, new life. life. There we go. Wow. And uh, Nick Nick hates it when I had come up with catchy ter- terms. No, I, it inspires right. me. It, it inspires, inspires you. you got to have a branding yeah. statement. And, and, That's right. 
let's just go ahead. By the way, I want to wish a happy Valentine's Day to my wife. And oh, I also, thought that was coming towards me. No, <laughs> no. And don't guys, me. don't wish other guys happy Valentine's no. Day. And so, listen. The other thing too, it's also our one year anniversary. So happy anniversary. Wow. Well, we'll say a prayer for you. All right. Let's take a break. Sean Hannity is waiting to give us his shot of Sean today. So we want to do that. Then we'll come back. We'll talk further with Brian King here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Chambers, State Senator Brian King sitting right across from me. I'm honored today. We're glad to have him here. Welcome back to the state capitol, to the swamp. So you, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm intimidated. Did you come out? Did you come back with waiters on? Waiters on? <laughs> yeah, for the swamp. Gosh, it is. It All is. Yeah, I don't know. It uh, is it not as bad this time as it was? You no, know, I mean it's before. like <laughs> it's it's more legalized. I mean, you know, twenty something years ago, a scandal could happen down here, and it had a huge impact. You know, like a wave of change that came in. You know, now these things happen. And it's just like a, throwing a rock in a in a po- big pond or something. It makes a splash and then kind of goes away. There's not the directive change that goes back. I mean, I go back to 10. You know, we were down here and the Tea Party came in yep. and all this. And this wave is going to happen. And the next thing you know, it's like what happened was much different. Some people from the Tea Party got in and got sucked right into the, you know, the way it is. Yeah. And, you know, I ran back into an old uh, Democrat friend back home that has been uh, you know, a good friend a long time ago, and he said, you know, Brian, when all the Democrats were down there, you know, you believed in actual and did less government, you know, less taxes, build highways, make communities safe, all that. He said, you were a radical Republican and a bunch of Democrats. And he said, now you're a radical Republican in amongst a bunch of Republicans because they're not doing that. I mean, you look at the crime issue, uh, you know, it's Asa Hutchinson. And these guys didn't fund things to take care of things. And then now they're out there chest beating. And, you know, I'm concerned about, like like I said, you know, it's like the lieutenant governor's office. Half a million here. Well, you know what? When you really waste a half a million in state government, you really waste a million. Because it's going to take, if you go down a half a million, it's got to take a half a million other tax dollars to get back to zero. Okay. And then you look over a 10-year period. That's $10 million. Okay, that can pay for 30-something thousand state employees at 2% COLA when you look at managing state government. You know, that's the things you look at from what you look at four or five years from now. And so some of these guys tweet this stuff, and I'm like... Tweet. Yeah, tweet. And I'm like, what are you, what are you saying here? Do you realize your record is something very far different? I mean, we should have took care of the crime problem a long time ago, but these guys didn't fund it. And, uh, but um, the so public I, has become numb to a lot of it too—scandals and this and that and the other. They almost yeah, I think that it. people are in, in some ways. But I will say this: last primary, there was some help done. We did some things uh, that got people back uh, paying attention. I will say back to the constitutional amendments. Uh, one of the constitutional amendments has changed the highway commissioners. The way that make up. I like done. that. Uh, what what are you changing it to? Or how are you changing it? So basically would allow, we don't, you know, you have these at-large highway commissioners. And, you know, that's a big plum political insider typically. Not saying they're all bad, not saying they're all good, but yet. So it would change it to actual counties and spread it around the state where you wouldn't have, you know, 
Hey, our country is built upon two SUS senators represent the least populated state. I mean, it was the beauty of our founding fathers looking about how government should work and stuff. And so, uh, you know, that's, that's interesting. So each county would get what level of representation? Well, I mean, you would have the actual counties lined out. There would be five districts. Okay, five districts. And one per person from that district instead of two from, you know, one district. Okay. Would they? I like that. I, well, I like the whole idea of passing a law that says you got to build the roads where the traffic is. Yeah, I mean, there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that there is some truth to that, but understand us, real people need to get the food to you, Dave. Well, I, I mean, understand you know, that. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that we shouldn't have decent roads out there. What I'm saying is, we don't need four-lane superhighways. Mm-hmm. No, there's there's no four-lane superhighways in Carroll County, but uh, uh, but anyway, and then some of my other constitutional amendments are. Uh, you know, Nick loves this one. He's oh pro. Boy. Are you are you going to expand term limits again? I mean, no. I, uh. I've never expanded term oh, limits you for it? Brian King. <laughs> it has never happened. Uh-huh. I actually like this six. It's twelve, I guess now. But whatever. I mean, I like the the term limits of serving in you know a total years of service, where you didn't do the six years in the House, go to the Senate, you know that kind of thing. I think that, do eight in the Senate and be done. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm. I'm okay with 16 years or 12 years, whatever it is, either either chamber. Did you draw, okay. did you draw a four-year term? I did. It, oh lord. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. All right. Yeah. We're stuck with you for another. Uh, he yeah. was here. You know, the first time around, he was here when we were arguing about Obamacare. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. He was here well before that. You know, yeah. He but was I the mean, House I'm, Minority Leader back in the back in the day. When was yeah, that? Back 06, in the day. 08? Whenever, yeah. yeah. And so uh, he built the party. Yeah, I mean, they're changing Senate rules to minimize the Democrats in there. I'm like, you guys can't take care of six Democrats in the House, in the Senate? Like, I walked in here, and there was supermajority Democrats, and then they had Democrats on election commissions that was cheating the hell oh, out yeah. of you, man, and laughing in your face. Yep. And I'm like, you guys can't handle six Democrats. So what's the other constitutional amendment that I'm going to like? It's the, uh, basically, I, I've never... Okay, the pardon system with the governor, typically, no matter who oh, it is, yeah. you have yeah. to have money, influence, and all that. I mean, there's a lot of people out there when I got elected that did something in the 70s, 80s. It wouldn't even be a felony today. I mean, somebody wrote a $3,000 hot check in 1978. It's a felony today. Jeez, man. So, I mean, I do think that there's people that's live lives that, that regular, ordinary people that deserve pardons. Well, I don't disagree with that. I mean, there should be some. Yeah, without money and political influence right. and all that stuff, you know, Nick Nick gave me a D. <laughs> uh, I forget. We I rated forget it. We rated it a D. Like the gentleman's that. name was. Like Nick that, He rated uh, me a D. There was a, a guy that he knew beat somebody to death. And he was woken up out of a dead sleep and threatened, and he helped move the body. And he's still cooling his heels in jail. Yeah. And wow. uh, he went up. Uh, the, you know, we asked the governor to take a look at it. The governor wouldn't even pay attention to it. Well, it's you know, a lot of times it's money and influence and political connections that instead of the merit of the case, I want it to be more about. And I've told Nick, if he can, to get me some amendments. You know, I'm very open-minded and trying to be amenable to a lot of people, even the people that are mean to me. Uh, <laughs> and even to the point it's probably almost abuse. 
Right. But, uh, you know, that's another matter. You look very beautiful. Well, okay, so you you, so of course. I, so I hold it all on the inside, man. Right. You know, you gotta, you got to keep it on the inside. So these are the ones that you're running personally? Yeah, there's going to be some. There's some more. I've, I can't think of them off the top of my head. I mean, there's so many great ideas I have to change state government. Uh, and uh, so that that's some of them. I mean. Um, Do me a favor. Print them up. Get them to me. And uh, yeah. I can get behind a couple yeah. of things you're talking about. I got, I'm, I'm behind Robin Lundstrom. Uh, over on the House side about making judge races partisan. Yeah, again. I like that. I yeah, like that. Brian, I, mean, I, I want gonna, that just yeah. so we can. If get I that. like it, then Brian's going to disagree. The reason I but. like it is, at least then we can knock out this thing of, well, I can't talk about that. You know, they can get away. They can they can do a lot of things. So I got to ask questions like, well, which Supreme Court justice do you most align yourself <laughs> with? Mm-hmm. You know that kind of stuff. That's BS. Come on. You know, say whether you're a Republican or a Democrat. Just tell me, and we yeah. can go from there. No, I don't know. I don't, I don't know that anymore today labels matter that much. I mean, I think they can be, as much as they can tell something about somebody, they can be misleading. Very you know? misleading. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you look at the— Yeah, all you got to do is look at Kemp. I mean, look at the yeah. Republican legislators today that spend money like crazy today. I mean— Yeah, I mean, I think I generally agree with that, but I do think by having— at least having a party gives label, you a starting give point. a starting point. You have a point of reference of okay, this person at least claims to be this, and then you can investigate that and make a you decision for because yourself. Because I'll tell you right now, if you ran as a D, Brian, I wouldn't even pay attention to you. Yeah, just I because mean, of their, just because of the plank of their party, yeah. I would have nothing. I, it it you, is much different, but I will tell you in elections today. Okay, I filed a bill. Okay, Nick probably is going to give this. Here we go. I think so. <laughs> One of the biggest problems out there I see of trying to get to a people, and I don't agree with, you know, not voting, but the people that work 40, 60, 80 hours a week, no matter what job No, I do, like this idea. Are, I like this are, are idea. the backbone yeah. of America. They really, really are. I don't care if you're, a, you know, a tilt-a-whirl operator at a, you know, carnival or somebody that, you know, mid-mantle level at a company. I don't care. If you work 40, 60, 80 hours a week, you get a day off to go vote. The state chamber has got an action alert against it. Now, understand this Randy Zutgut dude wanted free health insurance paid for by those working people. Oh, yeah. 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 He wants that, that people that don't work at all. I mean, people that don't work at all have all the time in the world to go vote. You have, when I had my primary runoff, which was far more intense, early voting hours were the same as clerk hours. So, no Saturday early voting, okay? So, if you worked at a plant or worked 40, 60, 80 hours a week, you had one shot to vote either that morning or that day on election day. That's it. That's no representation. That well, is no representation. If it there used is an to abuse, be here in this country that the, the election day was basically a holiday. They'd let you off to go vote, and I think mm-hmm. that that is a that's, now, that so is should that, be that way. Is that essentially what you're talking about? Make an election day well, a day off? Or I want to expand about- early voting, which that gets into the thing of I think Republicans don't take advantage of early voting. I mean, I think that that is that is a you know they wait till election day and some of these things, and then you have all these problems. As somebody that worked elections and was elected commissioner, you just don't. I mean, this thing of Republicans not taking advantage of early voting and going doing it and somehow thinking, I think is not. Not right. But, but so is your proposal to, to make Election Day like yeah, a state I mean, holiday, you can't basically? make an Election Day because what are you going to do? And we have all machines now, so it's not like you walk in a, in a bearable church to go vote 
You have, you know, used to you could spread 30, 35 people out to paper ballots to vote. Now you have eight or ten machines, and they go, I mean, so I don't want to get in the machine debate, debate, but I'm just saying, you don't want to shove everybody through, you know. It's like to have an even flow, and everybody that waits till Election Day, you know what? If you get a day off in early voting, you know, I don't want to do it all on Election Day because as an election worker, that's just frustrating. So what's it's like your five o'clock traffic at thing? Right. What's I your mean, bill? What's your bill going to so do? So basically, that? and I mean, I'm open to you know, minute or trying if it is, is but uh, it's just basically during uh, the primary, uh, primary runoff, which I can, I would like to do away with runoffs and have instant runoff voting in the primary. Ranked choice voting, not like the Alaska ranked choice voting. What's the difference? The thing would be that it would be contained in the primary. The Alaska system, Nick, mm. allows like two, three Republicans. It's a, it's trying to manipulate and have a Democrat. My thing would be to say, in my way race with a five-way primary, it would be decided right then rather than go to a runoff. Does have nothing to do with the general know. election. It's a, slippery, like it's, a, it's, a, it's a nose under the tent for great choice not voting. It's a nose under the tent. I am not going to do that. I mean, it's so... But I like expanding early voting. But I mean, I think I think you that's know, using fair. early voting and giving people working people full time working people a day off to go vote. I give them I that. Mean, Does that apply to the private sector as well? Well, yeah. Okay. Everybody. Yeah, that's probably why the chamber everybody doesn't should like get it. a day off. And then want to go like Republicans really need to change their game. When that it is comes exactly to right. They need to catch up. Yeah, I mean, there is no other pool of people. There's a lot of working people out there that work that. This is very I'm very passionate about because I try to get people out of vote. All right, we got to take a break. Oh, my gosh. Got to pay. Got to pay the bills. Stop me, Dave. We'll be back, and we'll finish it up with the state senator here on the Dave Ellswick Show. By the way, in my right ear, I hear like Fetterman. (laughs) Wah, 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 wah. That's what. (laughs) It just shows you in Pennsylvania what people are electing. Forget his political beliefs, what they're electing. They don't care. You know, where where in Pennsylvania are you going to go find people that are not voting? Because that's what the Democrats are doing. They found yeah. people that are not voting, and they're clawing them out. We moved from that's Pennsylvania, it. and um, my brother-in-law's up there, and he was talking about Fetterman's going to win, and Eric was like, no, no, he's not. You know, I mean, There wasn't really a good choice between the two, but in my opinion. But, yeah, they were, people were feeling sorry for him, and they did the vote, or they were sort of voting before he even had that. Um, but, they, but there is a lot. I've found this out in my primary. There are a lot of working people that have no more – are we on? Yeah. Oh, okay. There's a lot of working people out there that have no faith in even a party. And, you know, they're we got to get them back and start believing their government and people work for them and try to do so. I had people that were like, Brian, I'm not voting. I'm not going to vote. Go vote for me. And I did. And so, you know, when you have to fight and claw uh, to get an election out, you start reaching out to the people and start touching on issues. And they go, hey, Brian, you know, the corruption issue, it's both parties. Okay. Spending issue, debt and deficit, it's both parties. Yeah, you're right. You know, but it's not me. And uh, so just give me a chance. you got to define the differences. Yeah. And that's yeah. why I go back and I tell them, say, well, you know, Democrats respect me in a lot of ways. They said, Ron, you said the Democrat lieutenant governor's office was a waste of money. And the Republicans got in there and you said it's still a waste of money. You know, you keep the same uh, path. I know, think all government is a waste of taxpayer money. A lot of it is. Yeah. yeah. Now I'll go along <laughs> We'll, we'll agree with you, Brian. I mean, yeah. 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 I mean, I, I want to get it down to minimizing stuff. I mean, we're passing stuff today. It's like no one looks at the cost of anything. Um, 
Well, why? You, yeah. you got how many billions? How money? many billions of dollars you got sitting in the well, in you, the coffers right now? You understand? In 2010, Mike Beebe got bailed out. Had he not got bailed out, he gets beat that election. You remember the forestry scandal, Dave? Yes, I did. Busted out. Absolutely. You know when they were using federal funds to keep. I'll tell you something. If if uh, when Rockefeller had lived, Beebe got beat anyway. He yeah he would have got beat, uh, and. Uh, but uh, beat him like a bad drum. So if you're a legislator and you have been elected since 2012, you've got bailouts to keep you going. Oh, yeah. That's it. I mean, there's nothing. We, you know, when I came in, the budget, billion, the budget was in three billions range. And when, you know, I got four, here, when I got here, we had just broke one billion dollars. One billion dollars. One yeah. billion dollars. That's twenty yeah. twenty three years ago. Now they're at now six billion at. and they're headed to seven billion faster. Well, and that's well, just general revenue. That's, right? what, that's state general revenue. Yeah. 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 The total spending is over thirty total billion if you spending, count all the yeah. money, all the federal money and everything that comes yeah. in and goes out. Second it's largest over $30 contributors to the national debt and the deficit are governors and state legislators. And then they beat up on I mean So speaking of that. Uh-huh. There's Remember a bill. when Jim Hendren went down in 13, I'm not voting for this, my grandkids are getting, I don't want to bring in somebody's family, but if you bring it in, you know, Jim Hendren, oh, my family, you know, just born, and now the debt is on it. What do you do after that? Did he forget about his grandkids and the debt and deficit? Yeah, he he sure again. didn't vote for them. No. I had, you know, I had to do the senators out there with the Roman thumbs down, man, on the debt and deficit. What'd they do later? About the okay. swamp so there's a bill. There's a bill. H. Uh, we've been talking about a little bit in the first hour. HB thirteen forty. Uh-huh. It's going to expand food stamps. It's going to basically disregard income for certain types of veterans, uh-huh. so that they can more easily qualify for food stamps. One of my concerns. I have a lot of concerns about the bill, but one of them is that there is no cost. There's no fiscal note. Nobody knows how much yep. it's going to cost or how many people it's going to add to the program. But it's for the veterans. And look, I'm a veteran. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was irritated when they said the way we're going to not tax veterans, you know, retirement pay is raising taxes on all these other people. That's not what I believe in. Yeah. Yeah. And And there's probably a lot of veterans that don't. Agree with that either. I agree. Including yourself. Yeah. But what do you, so you're on Senate Public Health. Yeah, I didn't vote for that, Dave. And it's like, good. You know, they, that's what they do. They want to burn you on one side, man. It's called flip the pancake. I call it. You know, they want to. They want to. If they, if if you're right on the issue, man, they want to burn it on that side and then flip it over on you. Like, well, oh, you don't care about veterans. Well, the, you don't tell the whole story. The Bush administration came out with that. What's the term that they use? Uh, where they talked about if you. Lower taxation here. You raise it over here. There, there's a there's a name for it. Revenue it. neutral. Revenue neutral. Revenue neutral. I hate that like, term. Oh, it's like horrible. That's taking money out of the left pocket yeah. to give to the people, and then you take money out of the right pocket to put back in the left pocket. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. All right, we're out of time. Okay. But I I enjoy having you come by. One thing is, my wife, happy anniversary. Everything Good for I you. want to make. Uh, all married. The men would like this. Anytime you get married, it's on a on a holiday or your wife's birthday. So you can always remember. So you can your... always remember it. <laughs> and have and one less air. one less uh one you know less. occasion you have to buy gifts for because you just yeah. combine it. Right? Yeah, it's you probably hadn't thought of it that way. Me. Yeah, save well, me. saving save money. Me. Saving yeah. money. Look at ten years. Good conservative. Look at that. Yeah. All right. Let's just get it. We appreciate <laughs> Thanks, you, God. Senator. Thanks for coming by. Okay. Here on the Dave Ellswick Show, Simone. 
You guys got something coming up on the 28th. Quickly. It's an evening with FAIR, Federation for American Immigration Reform. It's a $35 reservation. Includes an Italian buffet. Um, it would be great. It's the Chenal Country Club. And there will be more information on this. It starts at 545. The buffet is at 6 p.m. So there will be more information on this coming up. Yeah, we'll talk about this because they're doing it in Faulkner County as well. Between the two counties, you're going to learn a lot about illegal immigration here in this country. Yeah, and it's a really important subject we need to deal with now. All right. Appreciate you for coming in. Thank you so much. And we'll let you get out. And I got uh, Heather and we got Jenny coming on. Nick is going to be here for another hour. And then uh, Senator uh, Hammer and... uh, Representative Wing will join us here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, let's get back to it. We're in the 9 o'clock hour already, Nick. We've done two hours. Time Unbelievable. Flies. It fun. does. It's been a good time. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't know if you guys heard Nikki Haley today. She threw her hat into the presidential election. Oh, okay. So uh, she put out a, uh, a tweet today. She's going to make it official tomorrow. I saw that. And, you know why she did that? Because it's my birthday tomorrow. <laughs> I mean, I think it should be a national holiday. Your birthday? What yeah. number? It should be. I, 70, man. Oh, wow. Yeah. Be 70 That's a years big old. deal. Yeah, we having a party? I look in, I look in the mirror in, in the morning. I go, who are you? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't recognize that guy in the mirror anymore. But, yeah, it's, I'm going to be 70 years old tomorrow. That's a big oh, well, deal. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Everybody... My my family's going to have a birthday party for me, but it's going to not be until April. And I said, "What? What is it? You're just waiting to see if I I kick off before we get to there, so you don't have to put any money out for it." So anyway, no, that's it. It is my birthday tomorrow. I'm looking forward to it, and I'll be working just like I always do. I'll be I'll be in the studio doing my thing because Wednesdays are when I have uh, Congressman Hill and Congressman Westerman on, and I always talk to them on Wednesdays. They, uh, they asked me from Hill's office what I wanted to talk about. I said, look, the balloons. <laughs> I, I, that's what I answered back to him. And then I want to talk about, pre- I don't know if you guys heard about this, President Biden wants to use Medicaid money now to allow uh, people who are on Medicaid to buy food, yeah. as though sp- mm-hmm. food stamps is not enough now. Yeah. You've got to have more money right. uh, from Medicaid. Course. Ask him about Massey's bill that he just put out today. Move up to, on the mic. Then. To abolish the uh, Department of Education. Oh, I saw that, yeah. Yes. Ask him yeah. about that. Yes. I don't know if that's going anywhere. <laughs> but I got to just see yeah. that all of those big departments, like the EPA, you know, Education Department, all, all the three that all agencies. came during my early years yeah. when mm-hmm. I was in my 20s. I thought it was stupid then, and I think it's stupid now. The only reason they have those departments well, one, to grow government. But two, it's so that the elected officials don't have to vote on any of that yep. stuff. So they're not held responsible for what the EPA yeah. or the Education mm-hmm. Department does. Right. But then they, can, then they can have hearings and call them in and oh, yeah. wag their finger and at them. And them. Yeah, yeah. You did and a really bad thing. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they had a hearing. We had a yeah, hearing. they had a hearing. Yeah. Good job, guys. Yeah. yeah, what can I say? It's It, it just... Pardon me, I know that some people don't like this terminology, but it pisses me off. Yeah. I mean, it really does. It, it irritates me beyond end. Heather knows this. She's been on when I've gone on a rant before, you know, and I, it does. It irritates me. It really, really does. So, Heather, you're, you're down here uh, on your own dime doing this. for the taxpayers. <laughs> yeah? You're going to run again? No, I'm not. Not in my district. Not oh. My, you just it's, don't, too, you, it's too blue. It's too blue, huh? It's too blue. Need to move. 
Maybe. Move somewhere where it's red. Yeah. My kids need to get a little bit older. It takes a lot of time to run for office. Yes, so, it does. Yep. Right now we have a super majority of Republicans, so I'm just willing, you know, I'm happy to work with them. Okay. So. All right. So what are you pushing besides so stay out of I'm, my wallet? So today I'm actually up here to testify against Wooten's bill, Representative Wooten's bill. Oh, which yeah. Is, uh, the poison pill yeah, bill. it's the House yeah. Bill 1205, and it talks about the transportation. Yeah, it's a poison pill bill. It That's is. all it is. It has superintendent written all over it. <laughs> yeah. So... Uh, basically, you know, I, I researched it, and I thought that public schools actually had to pr- provide transportation. And then I came across um, this law, and it is Arkansas Code Title Six, Chapter 19, Section 102. And the subsection A, it states that the board of directors of each school district in the state is authorized... To purchase vehicles and otherwise provide means for transporting pupils to and from school when necessary. So the word authorized is not the same as required. Required. <laughs> so the public schools don't even have to. No. You know, they don't even have to transport kids. So why would, why would we require I want to know, freak private out. schools to do so? I want to freak people out here. When I went to school, yeah. they didn't have bus service like that. Right. You know what yeah. they had? They had city buses, mm-hmm. and you could buy uh, tokens. Mm-hmm. And then if you wanted to ride to, to school, you could. And if you didn't want to ride to school, you didn't have to do it. I walked to school. Yeah, yeah. You know, uphill both ways. Right. I'm, I'm just saying. I in mean, the that's snow. Way, yeah, in the snow. <laughs> exactly. But uh, seriously, it was about a mile and a half, and we. Well, I don't know if he amended the. I saw he amended the bill. I don't know if he fixed this or not. But the original version of the bill actually was going to apply. To public schools yeah and so they dropped like a 300 million dollar fiscal note on yeah. the bill because his i think his intention was just to go after private schools yep. and try to make this big point but he didn't read i don't I guess he read his own bill closely enough or he made right. a an error drafting it and it actually was going to apply to every public school in the state of arkansas which is going to cost taxpayers oh, hundreds of millions absolutely. of dollars a year if you want to get your child to school you will take your child to right. school. I am a prime example of that. So I live out in Chennault. My kids go to school in Bryant. So I drive from Chennault, West Little Rock area, to Bryant, Arkansas, four times a day. I'm in the car for two hours commuting my kids back and forth Ooh, to Heather, private school. you're one of those, <laughs> those people who make tons of money. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm super wealthy. <laughs> and here's, here's, here's the kick. So the public school that we are zoned in right now, they are charging $15,000, excuse me, they are collecting $15,000 per child at the school that I am zoned in. My private school is only charging $5,200 per child. See, this is what I'm excited about. And Jenny, let me ask you yeah. if you feel this way too. I think they're talking 7500 Is right. that kind of what they're talking about ballpark. here in the state? So that yeah, was my tuition. We don't know yet, for sure. <laughs> we'll see. And remember private schools, I'm going to be watching you. Yeah. Because if you pop up your the amount of money people got to pay to go to your school, mm-hmm. because the government's going to end up paying money into you know education, then I'm going to be all over. I'm going to be white on rice on your butt, Calling just the way out. just yeah. the way I, I was on on the uh, uh, the colleges when they raised their tuition yeah. to match what they figure the scholarship money would be for from, from the lottery. Keep it where it's at, 
So, kids, so parents really do have a choice. Yeah. Right. Do you, do you, no, do you I, agree? Yeah, no, I totally agree. I think the thing about this big omnibus bill is still we don't know. And so we're hearing ballpark numbers. What will it include? What will it not include? And so uh, I think sometimes at Conduit we're just like, well, let's just wait and see the bill before we can really. Well, that's all you talk, can that's do. That's all you can do before we throw support behind it. But I do think that all of the points that have come out um, are great. And, yes, um, private schools should not bump up their admissions um, because then that's not in the best interest of the kid. No. That's just in Thank the best you interest very of much. the school, which is the point. It's for the kids. See, I'm, well, I have a rebuttal to that. Okay, but here's what I'm hoping. Here's what I'm hoping because a lot of churches, I believe, would like to start right. their own schools. Look, I, I think New Life Church would like to start mm-hmm. their, own, their own schools. They can't because they don't have the seed money. This gives them the right. necessary seed money to start, and I hope that they will do so. And then let's not say $10,000, so now that the, the parents got to come up with another three grand or yeah. something. I think it'll be interesting to see how they handle these schools, private schools that want to pop up, like you're talking about New Life. In Ohio, I, I think it's Ohio. Y'all correct me if I'm wrong, but um, schools are private schools are running into issues with their accredi- accreditations. Um, and so I think it'll be interesting to see how Arkansas handles it with the new bill. Um, will those funds only apply to accredited schools or will it be open for micro schooling, that sort of thing? I think that's going to be um, an interesting point. To Boy, watch. if it's not open to micro schooling, there's going to be a war because there's a lot of people want to see micro schools right. do well. Go ahead. You had, well, you I was going to say, I, I agree with you on some parts, but I do believe that we have a free market for a reason. So, I think it, what will happen is we were, and what we are seeing right now, Baptist Prep in Little Rock has just opened up two, um, two branches, one in North Little Rock and one Sheridan School District of private schools. Okay. So I think with the free market, they're going to be in competition with these public schools, and that they're going to want to charge the exact amount of the voucher to get those kids to come in there. I think that's what we're going to have. Yeah, there is something to be said for. I mean, yeah. I don't have any problem. Right, right. Look, I don't have some, any problem if yeah. they yeah. charge what the voucher is. Yeah. I'm talking about don't raise it over the cost of yeah. the voucher. I think we're going to have out because they know gonna, that they parents wouldn't be able to come up with that. Difference. I hope so. I think we're going to have some some private schools that are going to do that. You know, like Pulaski Academy is a very elite school. Wow, that's a, that's a, I got to tell you. That's the name that popped right into my mind. <laughs> now, be honest. I mean, it, they're like the Notre Dame of, mm-hmm. of uh, you know, public schools or, well, there or is, private yeah. schools. Right I mean, now. just, again, kind of devil's advocate on this. But, I mean, there is limited space, right? And yeah. so they're going to have to there, – right. there's going to be some uh, elasticity in right. the market when this first comes through. Some, some schools are probably going to raise their prices. Yeah. But as more schools pop up and Baptist Prep and other schools start to expand – You'll see the prices probably start to come back down, right. just like they would. Here's in the, other the market. only thing that I can tell you that's in that bill: teacher pay went from thirty-six thousand dollars to fifty. Oh, that's all we know. I know that's for fact. About it, that's what's crazy. Well, yeah. are teachers still complain that's oh not enough. Oh my gosh, are you on Twitter? It's like it's it's not enough, and we need more of this. Yeah, they're going that. crazy. I'm like, you know what? <laughs> Take up another profession. It's $50, Sorry. dollars a year. You're off during the summers. You yeah. know, you're off. For what two weeks for Christmas break and off for spring break? I mean, you get all. And then they'll say, "But I gotta go get my masters." Well, you get a masters, you get more money. 
actually in that bill it states well yeah that's the that that's i think i've been a public school teacher i have public school teachers in my family i worked in admin i think um again a question mark would be okay starting salaries at fifty thousand. what about those who um have are nationally board certified what about those who have gotten their masters their phd they've been there for a certain number of years are we going to not continue to encourage that and award that um, again, just question marks that I yeah, think we're as far all really as I can tell, yeah, that, I, yeah. I, from what I could tell, again, you know, the devil's in the details, and we don't know the details yet. Right. But I've understood that that's the starting point for a teacher here in the state of yeah, Arkansas. Right. If you've got more credentials behind your name, so to speak, you're going to get more money. Right. And they're still going to be eligible for raises and bonuses. I just think. You know, Based on I think merit. what's going to happen is when they allocate <laughs> this money to the schools, I think a big chunk of that money is going to be eaten up by your upper admins, your superintendents and your higher pay teachers, and then your lower pay grade teachers coming in and don't have that money, don't have access to it. But let so, me just say this. fourteen grand just dropped on you? It's a lot I of money. wouldn't be bitching too much. It's a lot of money. Just to be honest. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be complaining. Right. I mean, I'd like to get a... A fourteen thousand dollar raise, wouldn't you? Nick? I'll take one. Yeah, yeah if we're giving it right away. now. You know, bring it <laughs> on. It I'll take it. All right, nineteen after nine. Heather's here. Jenny's here. We got a lot more to talk about. Nick is here too. Nick's here. And I'm not going to wish him a happy Valentine's Day. I just feel weird doing that. We'll take a break <laughs> on the Dave Ellswick show. Got to get back here and uh, run back. You were talking about a particular bill, and we didn't get very far into right. it, and we we took off on a tangent. <laughs> Is, so, it, is it running today? Um, we don't know well, for sure. It's on I the agenda. I just text one of the legislators that's on the, and they're not sure yet. So they passed over it last week, right? Because yeah. it was going to run. Yeah, they, yeah. Last I Tuesday. keep hearing it's going to die. In well, the it's yeah, it's well, not going to go anywhere. Right. Yeah, but it's I just a question of how sure. much public shaming is there going to be. I think they should personally put him in the rotunda and flog him. <laughs> Well, it's, it's a bad. It's a bad bill. It's a bad bill. It's a poison pill bill. It is. Let's call it for and what it is. It's already a law stating that public schools aren't even required yeah. to do the same. So why would we require? Because he's tra- he wants to kill school choice. Exactly. That's the I'm only reason he's doing what he's doing. I was I mean, talking to Heather. You're gonna love. <laughs> I'm gonna let Heather take off here because look, they've been writing about this in the, in the paper, and Jenny, you can get down on this as well. I already talked to Nick about it. They're trying as hard as they can to dog whistle people in the Demgas. It's called an education freedom account. That's what it's going to be called. It's not called a voucher. But that's what they're calling it in the press. And they know why they're calling it a voucher. Because nobody... I've made this point ever since Westerman came to me and we talked about vouchers. And uh, and then they started calling him every name but his real name. Right. You know, they wanted to get rid of it because it was a voucher. It's a voucher. Well, we don't use vouchers anymore. Yeah. We, we learned from the Democrats. We call it something else now. Yeah, it's not a voucher program whatsoever. We have Dr. Patrick Wolf on frequently. He's so good, fantastic. Good interviews, by the way. With yeah, him. thank you. He's really fantastic. And he um, breaks down issues like this, debunks 
popular talking points from the opposition. And when I had him on the day after Sanders released her plan, that was one of the things that he uh, talked at length about. And he said, this is not a voucher system. They want to continue to say that. That's not what it is. It's an education freedom account. And, you know, it, it can be frustrating at times. It kind of reminds me of, you know, last night when y'all saw the news and they were talking about, um, oh, the bill that was in judiciary. You talked about it earlier. <laughs> I was Mercy. in there. and Oh, were you really? I was. Oh, my gosh. I was. And I think I would have crawled under my it chair. It was a lot. It was... <laughs> It was uh, a long two hours. SD-199. Yes. And so it, it's all about um, expanding the number of years that someone can file a medical malpractice suit regarding gender-affirming care, right? That's all it's about for minors. But then when you read Oh, and the it head- turned into a clown yeah, show. And then, well, it was a clown show. It was a circus. But when you read the headlines, it's, you know, Arkansas conservative legislators uh, continue to block uh, trans care and gender-affirming. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, that's not what they did at all. And I think... I think a lot of people now don't even read the headlines anymore. They don't read mainstream no. media. It's not trustworthy. Um, and so they can say, say voucher system all they want. It's not what it is. Just because you say that's what it is doesn't make well, it true. Well, Greg, it, Greg it, Letting called it a cancerous voucher right, system. Right. Yeah, and we're not just, you mentioned the Democrats and how they rebrand and rename right. things, but that's not even really, that's not what this is. Even. Right. It's, just, it's just inaccurate to call it yeah. a voucher. Yeah. That's Wrong. not even the way that it right. actually works. Right. Even um, if it was a voucher, yeah. they use vouchers all the time. Right. Yeah, exactly. Right. Anyway, I'm just telling you, they're trying to poison. They're trying to poison the food stamps or voucher. Yeah. We talked about that. Earlier. I mean, they can try to poison it all they want to. I think the supports there. I think um, you know, Brian Keen was on last week. He said he's been you know wanting to have this conversation for a long time. He's glad finally in 2023 that we're talking about it. I do think that the support is there. They can cry all they want to on social media. It's going to happen regardless of what they say. What it will look like, I think, is to be determined. Well, I think it's going to be what we, we're hoping for. I really do. I think this is what I like about Sarah, personally. Look, I, I had my issues with Asa. Everybody knows I had my issues. But I always, did you really? Uh, yeah. I Talk always it, did not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. I, always, I always said that, a, and I'm going to repeat what I said back in the probably 7 o'clock hour. Asa was the perfect bridge in his first term from... Democrat rule to Republican rule. Right, right. All right. I'm glad that we didn't elect somebody into the governor's race who would have been a hardcore Republican like I am and try to bring about the changes that I would have tried to bring in before people were ready for it. Yeah, it it would have happened. You know, it would there would have been a (laughs) there would have been a war. There would be scorch marks here on the on the marble (laughs) if it had been somebody like me. Now you know, he, he had to stick around one session too long, okay? Right. And he's he's now gone. Now we have somebody who can be bold. Right. That's she what is. that's <laughs> what I'm excited about. Yeah. Right. Bring think, it on. Yeah. The, the only the only thing that I that I'm um, leery of is I think the problem that we had with ACE, especially the last few years, is. Um, there was not that separation of power between our legislative body and what the governor's office wanted. Hey, I was part of the of, of the lawsuit against him. Well, so, yeah, yeah, I know what you're so talking about. I think, um, I, like, I want to make sure, not that I'm going to make sure, but it would, it would be nice to see our lawmakers um, move ahead with particular issues, with legislation, and not just wait 
on the governor to see what she wants and Don't what she wants to do. Don't you think they need to, to go back and do issue one like they were going to do where they said that the, the, the legislature has to be involved? We'll give the governor a couple of weeks to deal with something like COVID and then you got oh, you got to being able to call themselves you got to the call them in yeah. and yeah deal i was for that yeah. i was for that that's how the people are hurt yeah you yeah. can't look are we just gonna are we gonna put you know leaf things on top of his head and just have and he rides around in the chariot and somebody <laughs> sits behind him and says you're mortal you're mortal yeah. you know I, that's not what i want to see i don't want a caesar yeah yeah you know the senate has a place that's yeah. the way it goes. And, that, and so I think that that was our point, and we wrote about this several months ago, was let's not wait on Sarah for legislation. I agree. That's your job. Um, you write and pass bills, and she signs them into to law. And so um, I think that, again, we're super encouraged by Governor Sanders. I think that what she is saying is really wonderful, and um, some of the EOs that she's already passed are fantastic. But let's see our lawmakers uh, really let's see the out. bills. Yeah, let's see the bills. Bring it on, guys. Come tax on. relief, tax cuts. No more no more uh, blaming on Sturch and, you know, on samples. You can't. They're gone. I'm just saying they're gone now. They're yeah. finished. All right. We got more to talk about. Stick around. Been a half hour. This has been good discussion. Love it. We'll be coming back more here on Dave Ellswick Show. I've got, uh, I'm not sure who, I guess we just got news coming up. We got uh, Hannity's taken care of. We're taking care of Bill O'Reilly. So it's just going to be news. We'll have news for you coming up here in just a moment on the Dave Ellswick Show, second or uh, third floor outside the House Chambers in the Capitol. That, that's got Max Brantley oh all upset. If it, I haven't read the got, piece, but... If it's got him upset, which, yeah, which time? Good. Yeah. Okay, so um, <laughs> That's good. Representative Burks filed a bill yesterday. I don't have the number with me. I, I want to say it's like 1401. Great bill. It's 14-something. 1407-something. Something. Yeah. And co-sponsors are um, other Northwest Arkansas legislators, uh, Robin Lundstrom and Clint Pinzo. And basically, it's going to reduce the time that I'll, that the time allowed for... 1401. Yeah, 14, HB 1401. Yep. Memory like an elephant. Um, basically, reduce 24 months to 12 months. Good. Cash assistance. And, Good. You know, again, like we are not a welfare state. Well, well we shouldn't, we shouldn't be. be. We shouldn't be a welfare state. And that is helping us get, again, reduce the size of government and not continue to just give cash handouts. Um, and this is a program that's only for able-bodied, working-age right. adults. That's right. And, uh, you know, only folks that are capable of working. Um, will be subject to this time limit. So it's a really good it's bill. It's bill. Um, it's going to move people from dependency to the workforce more right. quickly. Right. We know. It's just like when, you have, it's like when you have a book report in school. You wait till the very last minute. The very night before the book report's right. due, right. that's when you do it, right? Yeah. And that's the same thing with welfare, unemployment, yeah. a lot of these programs. It's the reason why we see, like, mm. in Medicaid, that the dependency cycle is Maybe. so long because yeah. there's no time limit. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And so by moving that time frame up, think we're going to see yeah. some really good workers. benefits from that we need workers we, need we got 50,000 open jobs in arkansas yeah. as a business owner i could tell you that firsthand we are in dire need of workers yep so, skilled workers at that too well wasn't there a part of that bill as well for reporting on people not going out for interviews and things of that that's nature? a different bill but that's for okay. unemployment i'm yep. all about mm-hmm. that too yep mm-hmm. yeah 
you yep. know, so that they can be – somebody can report on them. I don't know who's meeting, but somebody's meeting down in the real time that that's what you're hearing right now. <laughs> There's no way it can be as loud as last week. Yeah. So we're, They're we're not good. applauding Nick <laughs> and I. Praise and worship. Right. <laughs> Underwood's bill um, was a really good one, too, Representative Underwood's, about the um, free government housing. Yeah, work one. requirement for public yeah, housing, yeah. Great. Your able-bodied yeah. adult, See, working that, age. That just doesn't it just doesn't make sense why anybody would be against well Max Brantley I can understand because he lies so much but the bottom line is th- that you would be upset that uh, we would want somebody to work so that they can have a place to live I work to have a place to live yeah. I work hard to have a place to it's live just yeah. and to eat Right. You know? Yeah. I think one thing I'd sat in the house for a little bit yesterday and Of course I'm a white guy though, that's right. Rude. And you're probably racist <laughs> yeah. too. Um white supremacist. <laughs> throw out all the labels. Um uh off track so I can't remember whose bill it was, but basically it was to also pick up um the tab for intern uh housing. Uh, in- summer intern housing. Did you guys see that? No, I, I don't know I missed who it was. This one. But basically, you know, they're already Mercy. paying for internships, some state agency, but anyway David Ray was on the floor, and he made a good point. And he, he said, you know, if you give a mouse a cookie, then the mouse is going to want a glass of milk. And that's so true. You know, it just continues on and on. David. And he said, he, he said, says if it you in give, such a nice he voice. Does, he does. He? he said, um, if you pass this bill, he said, be prepared for other state agencies to come of course. and ask for this and expect it too. And, again, it's like, okay, think about the scope. Are we growing government or are we shrinking it? And that, again, is just a small, tiny example of them wanting to grow. Um, and so I'm glad that he did that. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's sort of the way that well, it the reality works. is, Dave, you talk about who would be against work requirements. Who could be against that for able-bodied working-age people? A whole lot of people I found out yeah, all my time. The reality, of course, the left wants dependency. We know that, right? Exactly. They want voters and they want people to be dependent on them. But I think, too, the more I've dug into this issue and, and seen what the left says and how they think about these programs, they really do believe that, very differently than all of us, yeah. I think, that these people just they, they don't, they don't have a chance. They, yeah. can't, they can't work. They can't do better. Right. They can't contribute. Right. We have to help them because they're just they're, they're incapable. And I don't believe that. Yeah. I, I think if you're able-bodied working age, you can find a job. That There's has 50, infected everything it has. that the left touches. It has. It's a cultural right. shift yes, that they're is. forcing right. in our country. Right. And, and they're I, wanting I, to start it younger and younger, the mm-hmm. dependency on state government. That's right. Their kids. And there really is that kind of like soft bigotry of low expectations that like we just think these oh, people no, just can't not, work. It's not even right. soft bigotry. Well, okay. no. It Full is bigotry. Hard, bigotry. hard bigotry. It is really terrible yeah. and it's really endemic in our education system. It is. It's Which is- terrible. Yeah. Absolutely terrible to tell a kid, we we got it. We got to give you, uh, make it easier for you to succeed because you're just too damn stupid to do it on yep. your own. Yeah, I hear I hear everybody go. Oh, did you hear what Ellswick said? That's what they're saying to them. Yeah, it's, that's it exactly it's what tight. they're saying to them. And you see, um, was it Virginia? I believe that it came out that they weren't allowing um, AP students a merit. Oh but, yeah, they weren't well, giving it to them. You know, there is a school in Northwest Arkansas that a public school, um, and we have the the FOIA documents from the email the emails um, from AP teachers at Fable High School. And essentially, there's no requirement anymore for allowing these kids into AP classes. 
and they're trying to make the classes more diverse. And that's the whole point of an AP class. Well, and so um, flies and against you, the whole point. And, and there are teachers uh, at the high school who are on board with that five-year DI plan. They're all about it, but they're saying we're on board with this. However, um, we can't we can't teach at the level that we need to teach these kids. It's not fair to the students because they're behind. It's just. The, again, and this is a perfect example, and what you're talking about, of why we need school if choice. If they're behind <laughs> the program, they right. shouldn't be there. Yeah. Look, we I've talked with Robert Steinbach about this during uh, with the School of Law, where they bring in these these people, they lower the requirements for them to get into the School of yeah. Law, they go through the school, they get their money, of course, mm-hmm. that they got, right. and then they get out and they can't pass the bar. Right. Yeah. What good is that? Right. What good is that? Oh, well, it helps the school. They're they're getting Revenue. money. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's the key. They're getting the money. Yeah. Well, the school zone, the school district that we're zoned in is rated on an F. And I'm like, why are we not? Well, the first thing teachers are saying there, well, we can't help it because you know, the, parents, the, the parents don't care. Helping us. There you go. And here's my rebuttal to that. So, my kids' school, I can tell you, I probably never work with them on anything. My first grader is reading above grade level. My second grader who has a speech delay is reading at grade level. I never work with them. Everything they learn is at school. And anybody who's ever homeschooled their kids know that you don't have to spend hours and hours a day teaching your kids. If your curriculum is enriched, the kids are going to learn. Yeah, I agree with you. I I mean, I understand that there's problems within the inner city as far as children are concerned. But the you know the the biggest problem inner city kids hit, their their parents don't give a damn. I'm sorry, a lot of them don't give. The ones they that do are uh, like uh, the black lady that came here the day that uh, we had the big thing about school choice down here and was talking about how she wanted her child to be in a uh, uh, a charter school. Yeah. She cared, right. but how many really care that way? And until they do, you're going to have you got, and it's not that just that way in the inner city. It's some kind of that right. way down in it's, the delta and right. things, places, places like that. Education isn't as high of a um, you know thing that you want your kid if to do. Kids aren't absorbing the curriculum. Maybe you need to change it up. <laughs> yeah. You know? um, my kids they use a Becca, which is actually a homeschool. That's curriculum, good stuff. I know what you're talking about. But it's focused on reading and phonics, which is exactly what you need to be learning when you're that age. Mm-hmm. Classic classical education is also another really good one. So you know. I mean, I used a Becca when I was a kid. Look how good I turned out. Oh my gosh. So. <laughs> How's that old say going? <laughs> reading is uh, you, for, first you learn to read to learn, and then you learn to or you you learn to read, and then you read to learn. That's how it goes. Homeschool. Yeah, about halfway through. I didn't homeschool. School. I'm, 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 completely through public school system. Me all right? too. I did pretty damn good. Yeah. I mean, to be honest. Look how great you, know. you turned out. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Oh yeah. Ask Mass Brantley. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I'm excited about uh, that well, Sanders, neither do I. That she <laughs> mentioned yesterday was the workforce readiness aspect of it mm-hmm. and vocational trade and that sort of thing. I'm from the Delta, really small town one red light and there was you turned out uh, really good well you say that i don't know ask a few other people but um (laughs) 
In Hamburg, even today, their vocational program is so strong because not everyone's going to go to college. They can't afford college. And so I think that is one thing that I am excited about, the the trade programming, uh, vocational issue, and really equipping these kids in different ways. Well, I agree with that. Awesome. Um, But, you know, some schools don't really do that. Well, they used to, but then then it was, you have to have a white-collar job. Yeah. And no, also, you don't. Well, and then removing the <laughs> stigma of it as well. Right. Because I think that, you know, as much as elitists want to talk about, you know, but but they talk badly about that as mm-hmm. if, oh, well, this is just now going to produce workers for, you know, the big lobbying, you know, uh, company, you know. And it's like, no, actually, if you go down to rural areas, um, this is going to empower and help these students more than you even realize and stop being such a snob about it well it'd be nice uh, I'd, li- I'd like to see more kids you know go in and learn how to be mechanics mm-hmm. technicians now because that's what they are because there's so many computers on cars and stuff you can make a good living of 75 80 thousand oh yeah absolutely doing totally. that absolutely so why not a long time ago you used to be able to get your beauty license like your cosmetology license while you were in high school and now you have to i mean that was years years ago but i've I've talked to people who have been in the field for a long time, and they're like, well, I became a cosmetologist when I was in high school, and it was a trade like they learned. Yeah. Hmm. So, kind of like they had shop class. They yeah. Had beauty school. I had shop class. I did, I Hamburg too. still has shop. <laughs> you know, I, I took act, metal shop, <laughs> I took wood shop, and yeah. I took mm-hmm. mechanical drawing. Right. Uh, I didn't take, uh, you know, the shop for going into cars and stuff because I already knew how to do most of a lot of that stuff. Right. The whole shade tree kind of thing, but you know that's uh, that's stuff that we got to have. But we demonized blue collar we working. Do, yeah, we that's really the backbone did. of our country. Yeah, right there. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we need a lot of you know air air vac guys, and we need people that can work on cars, and we need plumbers. You know, your toilet back up, you need a plumber. I'm right. just telling you. And there's a we joke. got a big shortage. There's a joke plumbers. that goes along with that with a doctor, but I forget how mm. exactly it goes. Yeah. But anyway, that's uh, that's really good about. Well, listen, my dad know. was a plumber. He was a plumbing contractor, and I can remember as a kid, they'd be like, "Ooh, you're," da-, you know. And my dad would always say, "I'm laughing all the way to the bank." That's to right. The <laughs> Absolutely. You know? So. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. I learned that early when I was a kid. Uh, I was over across the street at the Westerfields, who you guys don't know, but I'm just going to give a name to them. And in the back, in the back, they had uh, a septic system, and there was a guy there that was working on the septic system, and I was standing back with my dad, and my dad was trying to learn something, and I'm standing there, I went, oh, just my, my father whacked me on the back of the head, kind of like an NCIS, you know how the nozzle gets whacked in the back of the head all the time. You know, I get whacked in the back of the head, and my dad said, he's working. There is worth that he's working and i learned that young from my father that's good you know he he whacked me a good one man luckily (laughs) i deserved it luckily i didn't fall into the septic tank (laughs) that would have been pretty disgusting all right quick break come back we'll finish it up for this hour next hour kim hammer is going to be here uh carlton uh uh, wing is going to be here we're going to talk about all of the uh, uh voting integrity bills that they have Pending. There's like 25 of them. You heading down to your committee? Okay, he's heading to committee. Ladies, stick around. We got more to talk about here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Jenny, what's going on with Conduit? What are you guys up to? Yeah, absolutely. So we are coming out with our weekly legislative reports. Um, we will track the bills every week. 
We will tell you whether or not conduit supports or opposes the bill, and then we give the reason why. And basically, we're always looking at it's kind of like with our scorecard. We're looking at three things. You know, one is it increase or decrease the scope of government. Uh, what about government dependency? Does it increase or decrease that? And then also transparency. And so that's kind of how we we look at the bills that are that are moving through. Um, we focus mainly on economic and fiscal issues. We will take a look at some social issues. We leave that to Family Council and Jerry Cox. They do a fabulous job of that. And so. Again, you can get our weekly legislative reports. They're online at conduitnews.com, or you can subscribe to our emails. You'll get them right there in your inbox. And then also we're finishing up our Follow the Money report for this past uh, primary election. That's always a really fantastic tool. We'll go through every candidate, and you will see uh, everyone who funded their campaign. And then we'll also break it down, top five corporations, uh, you know, who lobby, that sort of thing. And so... It's great to see when you're like, why did why did he vote that way on that bill? And then you're like, oh, okay, I see who yeah. these big donors are. So that's going to be coming up soon. And then you know we're watching as we're as we're doing our legislative report, uh, weekly legislative report. Those bills will ultimately go into our 2023 legislative scorecard. And so that is a uh, that's a that's a big thing. We score all of the bills, and then we score the legislators on how they voted. And so you know, it's one thing for them to get on Twitter and say, you know, school choice is fantastic, or you know, yeah, let's do tax cuts. But then when they are actually pressing the button, what do they do? Well, uh-huh. it's beyond just pressing the button when they're on the floor. Yeah, it's what are they doing in the committees that they're Absolutely. in? Absolutely. And I know that you guys report on that as we well. We do, and. Again, like we and I saw someone pr- vote present yesterday, and I thought, I know why. I know why they voted present. And and, and um, a non-vote or present, we also count that as a no vote because you're still taking a stance, even though. Oh yeah. Um, and so, just be on the lookout for our follow the money report, our scorecard, and then sign up for our legislative weekly updates, and you will, you'll have all the details. <laughs> well, and, and that's important. You. Look, don't don't come to me and, and complain if you're not at least trying to be educated about right. what's going on. Right. And, and education starts with knowing what the Constitution says, not Absolutely. what somebody told you it said. Right. Read it, understand it, and then, uh, you know, pay attention. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, Democrat well, Ashley Hudson, the girl that I was running against, she, you know, claimed that she was for school choice. But when it came down to it, she votes against it. But here's the trick. She has her kid in a private school here in Little Rock. Of course. (laughs) That's the way it always works. Clark Tucker. Both of them have their kids in in Pulaski Academy. Of course. I'll just say it online. I don't care. Because you know what? People who have uh, a decent income Uh already have their kids in private schools. What's wrong with the public schools? Yeah, absolutely. Why don't you have your child in a public school? You talk about how great they are all the time. You talk about how great Little Rock School District is. You remember Obama started with his daughters in a public school, and then he changed it. And got them into a private mind. school. <laughs> it's, just, it's, it's, it's been that way forever. Mm-hmm. I mean, forever. Because, every look, it, it, it's not a secret. Right. We all know that private schools typically are better. Now, I'll always hear the people in the public say, that's because we have to take all the kids in the private schools, cherry-pick the kids that they take, and all of that. Do 
your research. Yeah, my that's kids, not my true. Kids, private school, they work with the Second Chance Ranch kids, which are foster children. Mm -hmm. So, you know, don't tell them what their background is. Yeah, good folks, by the way. So awesome. as far as, you know, there being a level of poverty in that school or kids that are not as privileged as, I would say, even just my kids, that's totally debunked. Yeah, yeah. I just, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. By the way, we were talking just a moment ago uh, about uh, uh, voting integrity, which I'll be talking to Hammer and to Wing about here in a moment. And uh, I think that we've got to make uh, the necessary changes right now uh, with the voting system that we have because it's what we have. I know Colonel Reynolds has been out wanting to go back to paper ballots. I, I think he's got some legitimate points. I would like, personally myself, I'd like to hear a, a, a debate between both sides yeah. and, and to figure out which way that we want to go. I mean, I agree. I don't like the machines because I, I see those numbers at the top. I don't see names that I voted for. I see numbers. Yeah, well, are those the real numbers or, yeah. you know, they? I'm, I'm questionable enough that, you know, are they right. screwing me? There just yeah. needs to be some kind that. of checks and balance. I agree. Where you can yeah. say, okay, get a receipt whenever yeah. you vote. This is how I voted, and you have a place you can go look on the Internet and see how you voted and see if it matches up. Now, he's gotten one, so. you know, he's gotten one county to agree with Cleveland him thus far. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They've agreed, red. and he's going, yeah. you know, he's working District 2 right now. That's where he lives. So we'll see, you know, how we'll that goes along. Today he's down in Florida. <laughs> you know, today he's down in Florida talking with uh, the former president. He's talking with awesome. President Trump, doing some work down there. That's I fantastic. asked him today, tell tell the former president we'd like to have him come up here and speak in Little Rock again. So we'll fun? see if we can get him to do that. I would like to see, look, I'd like to see us be the whistle stop for all the candidates mm. yeah. for the Republican Party, to be honest. I'd love to see DeSantis come here. Yeah. I would love to see Nikki Haley come here. I really would like to see Tim Scott come here. He's yeah. great, right? And have him speak. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's great. I'm getting ready to go to CPAC in a couple of weeks, so right. uh, I saw that Carrie Lake's going to be at CPAC, so she'll be throwing red meat around. Carrie so. Lake, uh, I mean, Carrie Lake promoted uh, Colonel Reynolds', Reynolds tweet about paper ballots and yep. voter integrity, and I do. I think it's a valid argument. I, you know, I guess my thinking is, why can we not do both and then compare mm -hmm. those right. results for extra verification so i agree with you i think let's you know bring everyone to the table and talk about it that's how great legislation happens you know, look i've never I, I don't i don't claim to know everything i know a little bit about everything but not enough to do any mm -hmm. to do any good sometimes but uh i just like to sit down and talk about it yeah right. and i want to learn about it and we'll open the microphones up for them to do that heather you're looking great thank you Thank and you. I'm, I'm glad that sleep. you're here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. When I would see you, you were walking around in the fog. Jenny, yeah. thanks for coming absolutely. in. You're Thank always you welcome us. to come by. Yeah, absolutely. Really appreciate it. I like your uh, your interviews that you do on Conduit. Well, I really thank do. Thank you. Thank you. All right, a break, and then uh, Kim and uh, Carlton are supposed to be by here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Now, a lot of committee meetings going on right now, and uh, we'll get uh, – We'll get some feedback on those as I hope this hour goes on. Waiting for uh, Senator Kim Hammer to stop by. We'll talk a little bit with him about election integrity. He and uh, uh, State Representative Carlton Wing are working on a uh, package. They won't be carrying all of the bills, but they'll, they're helping uh, 
the bills be put together uh, that are going to be presented uh, here at the at the legislature dealing uh, with uh, election integrity and, and it's something that needs to be taken care of here um, over over the next uh, you know couple of months to get ready for the election coming up in 2024 I mean we got two years but we would like to get this done uh before then and then we you know we do have uh you know what's going on with colonel conrad reynolds dealing with paper ballots and uh what uh, what he's saying that it's better than doing uh the computer ballots and uh, i know that i was talking to state representative carlton wing on saturday and i gave his uh his number to uh uh, Colonel Reynolds and I gave Colonel Reynolds, uh, you know, uh, uh, State Representative Wing's number, and I'm hoping that they'll get together and talk and and discuss uh, this whole uh, policy of whether we want to stay with machines or or whether we want to go with paper ballots. I I see I see positives on both sides, but when I sit and 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 weigh them out i don't know which side has the most weight in their favor um, i know that my background as far as uh paper ballots have gone where i grew up at uh widespread fraud was something that went on a, a lot of times i always make the joke about uh, my father who i said never voted for a democrat until he he died uh, up in uh, in the Chicagoland area, and, and and a lot of that is true, because uh, I don't know for a fact, but I know they don't they don't clear voter uh, logs all that often up in that area, and uh, they uh, they know that there's uh, X Y and Z amount of people that are on the logs that are not still walking the face of the earth, and so. Uh, they find out who those people are, and those people uh, continue to vote. And uh, it's fraudulent. It shouldn't happen, but it does. I grew up outside of Chicago, just so you'll know. Um, it is it is a foregone conclusion uh, in, where I grew up at that uh, Mayor Daley, the boss, the uh, you know the the old man, so to speak, uh, delivered the 1960 election. Uh, to John F. Kennedy instead of Richard Nixon. Uh, it was that close, and uh, Cook County was uh, the fulcrum of, the, of, of making uh, the win happen, and uh, the mayor was involved with the uh, labor unions and was able to uh, make some votes appear and some votes disappear, just so uh, you know. You might want to read a little history about that election uh, and uh, know more about what was going on as far as the politics of that time and the politics still today uh, that occur in, in the Chicago land area. But uh, what can I tell you? You know, that was paper ballots. But the paper ballots that I saw that that uh, Colonel Reynolds brought in were watermarked and they would not be uh, easily uh, duplicated, if not kept from being duplicated completely, 
And uh, so, um, you know, that would get rid of one of my concerns. And I do like, you know, filling out a paper ballot with a pencil, uh, you know, filling in the little ball, the little, you know, bubble, so to speak, uh, on the ballot and then carrying that up and uh, to the the folks that checked me in and handed my ballot to them and letting them put it in the box and then beginning the, uh, the, the, uh, the, the counting process and that the counting process would be taken care of by the people in my, my own area. Uh, right now, we don't have that. In fact, all of the, of the voting, if, if what the Colonel Reynolds has been sharing with us, happens uh, in a far away place is where they do it. In fact, here comes here here comes Senator uh, uh, Hammer right now. Let me turn off the microphone that he's going to be on, so we'll be able to hear him. Let me check that mic for him, will you? Check one two. I hear you. Good, gotcha. So you you've got you got. Uh, can you hear me now? Mm-mm. You still can't hear me. Okay, try again. How about that? Oh, maybe you're on two here. Okay, now let's try that. How about that? Can you hear me? Nope. Wow. Okay, mine's working. I got. I got to talk to the people back at the station. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. You can hear me. Yeah, we're close enough, and they're not. Like I said, it's praise music isn't going right now. If it was like it was last Tuesday, we wouldn't be able to hear each other think. (laughs) No, they were rocking. No, they were. They were having a good time. It was great. So. You, you and uh, and uh, State Representative Wing are uh, bringing forth a whole package with different people dealing with election integrity. I'm going to just kind of turn it over to you. We talked about this. I was a guest on your show Saturday, and you and uh, and uh, State Rep. Wing talked about a lot of these uh, different bills that you're going to run. Which are the most are they all as important as each other or are some more important than others? I think it's a package deal because what we did was we took the Heritage Foundation report yep. where we had come out last time, ranked it number four. Uh, we slipped to number six, not because we did anything wrong, but because other states uh, are doing did, people think are doing things right. Yeah. They, you know, we're all trying to good, solid, conservative states that are uh, level-headed and realistic, not reacting to uh, things that can't be substantiated with facts. What we want to do is move toward uh, solid elections that people can have trust in. And that's the overall goal, is when people vote, do they feel as though their vote has been protected, and can they trust the system? And so we took the Heritage Report, and we uh, modeled our legislation after that. Now, there's a couple pieces that are not modeled after recommendations of the heritage. Okay. Um, there are a couple pieces that, in response to some things that are out there, uh, we crafted some legislation that said, if this is what people want, then here are the bumper guards, here's the guardrails uh, that that needs to occur within. But our goal was to take the heritage report, craft legislation, and we didn't do it in one big ominous bill because that gives the appearance and it may all be right but it gives that appearance and we felt that it would be better to eat the elephant uh, or maybe this way eat the donkey yeah uh, one bite at a time so that we can let people see this is what this does 
let's have a conversation. So I don't think that you're just trying to cram something through. Yeah, or or hide something tucked yeah. within a bill, the things that you think of when you see an ominous bill. We didn't okay. want that uh, image reflected on elections. Okay, so I'm sure that we're going to see some of this. Come, it's going to kind of drip out, correct? And you're going to take the, the bills and then you you run each one and and be able to say, here's here, we're starting with dot A, and we want to get to dot Z. All these bills are going to take us to Z, right? All these bills are going to take us to Z. And the strategy was, uh, we've been working on this for six months. Okay, this was not okay. just a, something that popped up in the last minute. We've been working on this for six-plus months. And when I say we, it's mainly Representative Wing and myself that have been pushing this, but we have circled in other folks. And instead of it being the Carlton Wing and the Kim Hammer Show when it comes to the legislative package, uh, we worked with members to say, here's what it is, this is what it does, who wants it? Uh, because election integrity ought to be something that everybody shares in. And so the bills were divvied up among many, you know, legislators that wanted to take them on. The bills were divided among them, and we started dropping them last Friday. Uh, I have not checked, just quite honestly, haven't had time to check to see if they all got dropped yesterday. Hopefully they'll be dropped by today. It's a, it's a package of 25 bills, um, and so that, that was a strategy. That way it spreads it out. Uh, but it is part of a complete package. All right. So, you know, the whole thing about election integrity has been a, a huge topic ever since the last election. And uh, I know that we had problems in Pulaski County. Were there other counties besides Pulaski that we had problems with? Phillips County. Uh, I think it was Phillips County. And there was one other county uh, that, yes, there were problems. And once those problems were identified, the State Board of Election Commissioner, you know, went in and aggressively address those issues did those issues have any bearing on the changing of the outcome of the election no it was it, it were were sorry bad english it was issues that you know that maybe somebody dropped the ball they weren't doing their job it wasn't any, anything you know when now there are a couple of cases that are under investigation i'll say that okay but there there were things that uh that were not fraudulent as much as they were just misunderstanding, knowing what you're supposed to do. And we actually address that in this package of bills that we've got. Um, so as far as, you know, did anything happen that would change any of the outcome of any of the elections? There is one that's under investigation. It's at a very small level. It's not at a high-level election. Uh, all elections are important, though, let me say that. Yeah. Well, sure, Everybody, everybody's vote needs to be counted and needs to count, so to speak. Sure. And that's what you you and, and only one count one one vote one. That's count. right. And yep. you and Wing have have worked hard to make that happen. And we have consulted with a lot of players on this, um, you know, to to make sure that a lot of eyes have been on this again, benchmarking against what Heritage said. This is where you guys didn't get to number one. Here's what you got to do to get to it. Now there's a couple bills outside the parameter of that that I think, you know, hopefully will align. Uh, you know, we are consulting to say, okay, is this is this one good, or, or are we hurting ourselves, or give us some give us some neutral opinions here. So, have you have you talked to Spetkowski at the Heritage Foundation? Have not. Okay, because he's like their foremost authority on voting. He comes on the station from time to time with me. Right, and and all we want at the end of the discussion is to let the process work where it goes before the legislative committee 
to the respective legislative bodies be well vetted and in committee let all the facts be presented and clear up what are the facts from what are the smoking guns and let's come out of this thing with a great package that takes us to the next level so for the average the, the average arkansan i mean how hard is it for them to understand what goes on in an election i think the average there's a lot of moving parts yeah a lot of moving parts it's a lot of moving parts for us that are down here uh and that's you know in some ways maybe the citizenry is smarter than some of us down here you know you can't ever just say well just because you're not a legislator doesn't mean that you're you know your your input doesn't count that that's stupid yeah. we want the input we want the feedback end of the day it, the ball is in our court to make the decision on behalf of the people that we represent and that's one thing i wish people would think about is we've been doing this for a long time i've been down here you know, i've been down here since 2010 i went through the transition between the democrat control to the republican control right to where we are now totally different by the way totally different totally different and that long-standing history that many of us have down here not just me but many of us have have seen over the years things we've unearthed we have brought above the radar screen several things the last session we passed a very aggressive legislative bill that actually got us from one of the you know least considered safe states not that we were bad but we weren't as good as we could be and because of the legislative package that we as legislators passed it pushed us up to number four you know there has to be some consideration that we're not trying to do anything down here to hurt the process we want the process to be what all people want and that is open transparent verifiable factual results and election process okay that makes that makes sense so are there are any pieces of legislation in this 25 uh you know bill uh consortium that you have here that that you think are more important than others uh well it's kind of like a puzzle nothing's complete without all the pieces okay i can understand that and so you know i'll, I'll just flip through them some of these are redundant from saturday but you know, just to see how far we can get. But uh, the first one that, and it's just in the binder I've got, the first one is that we are clarifying for the purpose of just having a stake in the ground that you can't have an absentee ballot drop box. We don't want an empty drop box sitting out in a tent like some other states did. And we learned a lot of this from what happened in other states, and we are trying to be um, proactive in making sure that it's not allowed in this state so uh you know there there is no going to be no unmanned ballot boxes sitting around out there well that makes sense because there's a whole lot of them sitting there you know, you look at what's going on in philadelphia there's a lot of them right and we don't want that right because what does that lead to yeah leads, question marks leads to question mark uh the other one is an act to amend the prohibition on delivery of unsolicited absentee ballot applications to electors we want to make sure that if there's an absentee ballot that's going to be delivered, one of the things that we have done is gone in there and said, you have to you have to have the identity of the person that is delivering the ballot, but you also have to have, um, you know, all the other things that are in place. We want to make sure that that absentee ballot 
has good accountability where somebody isn't going out there and filling out an absentee ballot. They sign that they filled out this absentee ballot for somebody because one of the things we'll get into is we're beefing up the investigation. If absentee ballots come back where there's a, a high percentage of a person filling out an absentee ballot on behalf of somebody, mm-hmm. that's a red flag that Daniel and his group and the Attorney General you know, eventually they need to be able to look at. So it's just one more thing that makes that absentee ballot uh, easier to identify if one person or a group of people or whoever are filling out those absentee ballots on behalf of somebody else. All right. Let's take a really quick break. Sure. I'm, I'm only going to keep uh, the senator here for a few more moments. He's got another committee that he needs to be at. I've just been notified by uh, the representative wing that he can't make it because he's in the education committee. There's a, there's a bill that's pending that he wants to be there to vote against. And he needs to be. And so he needs to be there. So we'll be back in just a moment. Dave Ellswick show third floor house side in the state capitol. All right. We continue here on third floor outside the house chambers in the state capitol. Uh, state Senator Kim Hammer is with me here on the Dave Ellswick show talking to him about their election integrity package that he and uh, State Representative Carlton Wing uh, have brought forth and they're, they're dropping it now and uh, a lot of different things going on. Before we get to, I got about three minutes before we get to the bottom of the hour. Let me ask about Colonel Conrad Reynolds. You said that he met with uh, uh, State Representative Wing today. Correct. Okay. Was, did he get any of the answers that he was looking to get or w- what happened? I can tell you, if, and I'd rather Carlton be the one to speak for himself. It was a good dialogue. It was an open dialogue. I met with the Lancasters yesterday. We had a good open dialogue. I think we're all pursuing the same goal and objective. We yep. may be just coming at it differently, and there's a difference of opinion. Uh, regarding Senate Bill 250, I know there's a lot of controversy that has been created around it. The only thing I want to say about that is that my positions will be spoken openly in the committee when it's heard in the committee. I think that's the best way to respond uh, to all the inquiries about it, and that is when we have the committee meeting and everybody can hear all the facts at one time in an open environment to where everybody individually can interpret for themselves and arrive at their own individual decision about whether Senate Bill 250 is a good bill or not. And so I'm going to reserve all my comments to be shared openly in the committee uh, where everyone will have a chance to come and speak and everybody can hear it at one time. Well, that's a good way of doing it. I mean, that is exactly the way that's, that's the way it's supposed to be done, isn't it? Well, I think it's the most accurate way to make sure that the message is out there without it being, you know, uh, sound bites cut out of what is said right. or what is responded. That's the way I'm going to choose to respond to it. When we have the committee meeting and 250 is on the table for discussion and everybody's in there to testify for or against it, everything is put on the table. We'll trust the wisdom of the of the uh, legislators uh, to make a sound decision based on on the facts of what are presented. Okay, i got uh, a minute here before we got to take our break. Let me just ask this question. When do you expect that to drop into committee? Do you know yet? Don't know. Uh, you know, I want it to be quick, but I don't want to be too quick to where everything isn't you know, prepared for the committee, um, you know, not to be tongue in cheek, but I'm, I'm, we are going to, I'll tell you this, there'll be a, there'll be a request for a special order of business. I don't want this to be one of those things that's done 10 o'clock at night or six in the morning. I want everybody to know when it's going to happen because then everybody can hear it for themselves and make an independent decision 
based upon what is presented and what is backed up to what is being presented. All right, great. We'll make sure that we let everybody know they can go on the Internet and they'll be able to watch it. I'll tell you, it will not be in the next week, okay? Okay. That that way I'll give it to you. You'll have plenty of time to promote it out. All right. Let's take a break. We'll come back, and uh, I'll finish up. Or do you need to run? I'll give you 10. All right. We'll be back with more in a moment. All right, back with you. I just got a few more moments left with uh, uh, State Senator uh, Kim Hammer. We're talking about this large... uh, cash of bills that are being 25 bills to deal with election integrity why so many bills i mean do we really have that many problems there are issues that we have identified that we feel and some are small but some are you know big issues and again instead of putting it all in one bill where everybody you know would feel like something's being hidden in there we just chose to you know some are small bites some you know some are bigger bites uh, but we just felt it was a better way to handle it. So each one of the bills that has been filed either is in response to what the Heritage Foundation said you're lacking, things, number two, things that we've seen happen in other states that we want to be proactive and get ahead of so that they're not allowed in this state, or number three, yes, some things that we've identified that are problematic based on historical you know, evidence presented, and we want to, uh, you know, we want to make sure that those are addressed. That third component is probably the least of that accounts for the least amount of bills that are in the package because of what we passed last time uh, did a good job. Right. But cleaned up a lot of stuff. Yeah. But, you know, as long as there's always people out there that want to try to uh, affect elections for wrong reasons, it's a chess match. We move, they move. We move, we, you know, it's just a back and forth. I don't think we'll ever be able to just rest because it's something you've got to constantly be watching but i do think after this time you're going to see the number of bills go down because of you know because of the things that we're putting in place okay i mean you've you've been at this now for quite some time this is not like your first time at the rodeo dealing with election integrity well, i've been in you know i've been a legislator which i'm in my last term now uh, i'll be termed out after i get done with this four-year term uh, but, you know, I've been down here since 2010, election bills for the last, count this one, the last three cycles, uh, you know, back back in the mid, you know, in the 2014, from about that point forward, uh, you know, been paying close attention to it and listen to what people say. No, it needed to be paid close attention to. There are some yep. questionable things going on down yep. here. You care if I hit a couple of No, go right ahead. Time? I'll give you the time. You When you're done, we'll let you get out of here. Okay, thank you. Uh, there's a couple of things. One is... Uh, it is a bill that's being filed dealing with uh, poll watchers and the poll watchers' uh, right, Bill of Rights. Basically what it does is protects the poll watchers and the poll workers uh, so that it clearly defines their role and makes sure that they you know, have access to where they're supposed to have access. The other thing it does, though, also is it requires some training uh, for poll watchers because one of the things we don't want to have is in one county poll watchers thinking, okay, this is what I can do or not do in another county, this is what I can do or not do. So we've charged the uh, State Board Elections to develop the training materials that will be available online and produce a certificate because we want the same information going out to everybody so that there's no advantages, disadvantages within individual polling sites. We want everybody to be singing off the same sheet of music so well, we can harmonize. That only makes sense. you got to be looking at the same rules and, and regs 
you know, to make the same decisions everywhere. Well, and, and what it also does is it eliminates the potential for mistakes that may be perceived as something fraudulently occurring. Uh, if something's fraudulently occurring, if somebody is doing something that they need to be held you know, to, to the standards of the law and, and also the penalties of the law, uh, we want to make sure that nobody who just does something innocently is, is sucked up in this, and we feel this is one way to bring that. The other thing is, uh, a higher, across the bills, we're trying to raise the threshold for anybody that knowingly does something, that the penalties are stiffer. Uh, we've already actually been able to use one of the bills from last time where somebody violated one of it, and they, they've been excluded from being able to work at the polls because they posted signs within that 100-foot perimeter that we said is sacred. So they've been excluded from being able to work the polls, which is what we want. We want okay. the good actors in. All right. Okay, go ahead. What, what uh, else you got for us? There's a lawsuit that's out there that was filed by the Libertarians. You may be aware of it or not. Um, the judge ruled on that, and we have a bill that is in response to that ruling by the judge because what the judge did was said not only, you know, bottom line is until we get this bill passed, Democrats, Republicans, Libertarians, nobody can file for election. We've got to get this bill through, and it is directly in response to the ruling of the judge. Uh, and so it is it is the bill that has to get passed in order for us to be able to file for elections. Um, you know, the, the Libertarians will be able to take it right up to the primary before they declare who it is that they're going to, you know, and, and basically I think they'll be able to watch who the Democrat, Republican is, decide if they're going to do it. We are having to do it in response to what the judge ruled in order to be able to move forward. So uh, there'll be some likes and dislikes about it, but it's what it takes in order to get past where we are right now so we can move on. What was What is it that they're arguing about, that the libertarians are saying it's not fair? I am not the one probably to go deep in the weeds on this, but <laughs> they, what they, you know, their, their lawsuit I think was centered around the fact that they were disenfranchised the way that it was set up. Now, the one thing that's not in this bill is the 3% threshold that they would still, any new party right. would still have to meet the 3% threshold. That that's was, what I was wondering about. Yeah, so. No, that was, that was an ask that, you know, per, I, I didn't honor. Uh, and so, you know, we kept that out. That may be something we address later on, but we got 25 bills that are higher importance right now right. to get through. Okay. Uh, and that was not, you know, that was not a issue we had to address in order to get the, the lawsuit satisfied to where we can all get filed and move on. All right. So let me ask one let me ask one last question on my own and if you've got another bill or two that you want to mention, go ahead. Are you putting teeth inside these bills so that somebody who willingly ignores the you know, the legislation that you're gonna pass and make it law can get bit in the butt for it? Yes, but maybe, uh, and I will say this after after the meeting with, uh, you know, um, Clinton, Jennifer Lancaster, that may be something to go back and look at. That may be universal across all bills. That that is a platform, a dialogue that is going to occur. They're out of pocket for three or four days. Um, you know, be glad to continue that discussion because, quite honestly, we don't want people that do things innocently. I understand that to be to be charged with a felony, but by golly. If you've done something that can be proven in court that you knowingly have done something, under the jail is not too good for you because you have you have potentially stripped away my right as a voter, and I think we need to take that very seriously. So um, 
besides what's on the books already, uh, I do think that, that that is on the table for discussion to stiffen them up. All right. Well, did you have anything else or, or, or you need to get on to your meeting? Um, I probably need to get on uh, one thing, polling sites. This is one thing that was brought up. Uh, we had some situations, and this may affect some entities that would make themselves available to be a polling site or not because one of the things we ran into is that certain polling sites maybe that were affiliated with certain organizations would allow certain candidates to put things within the 100-foot perimeter saying it's our property, we can do what we want to do, but then tell the other side, no, you can't because it's our property and we can tell you what we don't want you to do. No. And okay. so what we've done is we've just clarified it to say that during that time frame that you are making your facility accessible uh, for a polling site that you basically are surrendering and if, you know, if, but again, nobody can put anything inside the 100 foot. So what we're saying is you can't bypass the law and say, well, it's because it's our property, we want to put a sign up that supports or, you know, opposes this. You, you, you surrender that. And, and we may lose some polling sites over that. I understand that. I get that individual choice, individual right in that area. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, may, we may lose some of it, but we'll see how that shakes out. All right. Well, I'll let okay. you get to work. I appreciate you coming up here and being part of the show today. Uh, I have been telling people that you're going to join us and talk about election integrity, and people can see that you and uh, Carlton Wing on the House side have really been working it. And it's not just us. Uh, it, there's a lot of people. Now, I'm going to say this, too. You know, some people get a little skittish when the rubber meets the road. Uh-huh. The one thing I want your listening audience to know is this. Uh, we are all after the same thing up here. We may disagree on how we get there, but the one thing we don't need to do is eat our own because when you eat your own, after a while, you lessen those around you that can help in the long run. And I think if we're not careful in our strategies, the other side understands that, and they're just going to stand back and let us eat our own until we've eaten ourselves up, and then they will be able to come back at a later time in the future and overtake us. It's important, I think, that we have that good, honest dialogue and respect each other's opinion while we move toward what we all want, and that is good, solid election laws that we can feel confident in. All right. State uh, Senator Kim Hammer, thanks so much for your time. We'll take a break here on the Dave Ellswick Show, third floor, house side. I'll wrap it up when we come back here on 101.1, The Answer. I'm Dinesh D'Souza. Saving money has never been more important. Dave Ellswick Show, 101.1 FM, The Answer. All right, back with you, final segment today on the Dave Ellswick Show, live from the Capitol. Tomorrow we're back in the studio. I can tell you tomorrow we'll start in the 7 o'clock hour. Uh, Congressman Hill, Congressman Westerman, we'll be talking to them. Uh, We'll be talking about this whole balloon thing. They're supposed to get some kind of uh, briefing today that they'll not be able to state what they hear in the briefing, but they can kind of give us a, a feeling for what perhaps was said. Uh, also talk about uh, the president talking about wanting to use Medicaid dollars for people to be able to buy food, and already they're getting, you know, food stamps and things of that nature. Do we really need to, uh, you know, give more money out to people uh, and, and, and literally uh, make them beholden to the government. So we want to talk about that tomorrow as uh, well. 
Uh, right now, uh, the big story that was uh, national was Nikki Haley has decided that uh, she's going to run for president. And uh, she made an announcement today on her Twitter account. She's going to give a speech tomorrow in South Carolina, which will solidify that she's running. But here's what she had to say on her Twitter account today. Tracks divided the town by race. I was the proud daughter of Indian immigrants. Not black, not white. I was different. But my mom would always say your job is not to focus on the differences, but the similarities. And my parents reminded me and my siblings every day how blessed we were to live in America. Some look at our past as evidence that America's founding principles are bad. They say the promise of freedom is just made up. Some think our ideas are not just wrong, but racist and evil. Nothing could be further from the truth. I have seen evil. In China, they commit genocide. In Iran, they murder their own people for challenging the government. And when a woman tells you about watching soldiers throw her baby into a fire, it puts things in perspective. Even on our worst day, we are blessed to live in America. I was born and raised in South Carolina. So I have seen the very best of our country. People here threw out the old, tired political establishment and demanded accountability for their tax dollars. Industry reports called us the beast of the Southeast, which I love. People came by the thousands for fresh starts. Moms and dads held their heads up high. Children learned that it was always it's a great day in South Carolina. It's a great day. It's a great day. A great day. A great day in South Carolina. We were strong. We were proud. And when evil did come, Police in South Carolina are looking for a gunman following a shooting at a church. Several victims, we don't know the uh, severity. We turned away from fear, toward God, and the values that still make our country the freest and greatest in the world. We must turn in that direction again. Republicans have lost the popular vote in seven out of the last eight presidential elections. That has to change. Joe Biden's record is abysmal, but that shouldn't come as a surprise. The Washington establishment has failed us over and over and over again. It's time for a new generation of leadership to rediscover fiscal responsibility, secure our border, and strengthen our country, our pride, and our purpose. Some people look at America and see vulnerability. The socialist left sees an opportunity to rewrite history. China and Russia are on the march. They all think we can be bullied, kicked around. You should know this about me. I don't put up with bullies. And when you kick back, it hurts them more if you're wearing heels. I'm Nikki Haley, and I'm running for president. Gotta laugh at that one. It hurts more. With the person kicking your back is wearing heels. That's Nikki Haley's announcement on Twitter today that she will seek the Republican nomination for president 
of the United States. So uh, we'll see where that all goes. Uh, in the last polling that I saw, uh, it had DeSantis at about 46 percent. Uh, it had uh, ex-president or former president uh, Donald Trump at 38 percent. And Nikki Haley was at eight, but she hadn't uh, announced yet. So we'll see if she gets a little bump uh, from her uh, announce uh, announcement. We're expecting that, to hear from uh, Tim Scott here in the next few weeks. Uh, but everybody is waiting for the uh, governor of uh, Florida to make his announcement. Everybody thinks that it's imminent and that he's, he's going to run for the uh, Republican nomination for president, and then, of course, that's uh, DeSantis. Hey, the People's Republic of China lobbied uh, or lobbed uh, criticisms at the United States uh, over the nation's recent actions to protect its airspace. Uh, the uh, uh, Chinese Ministry of Foreign Affairs spokesperson spoke to reporters Monday about the multiple aircraft shot down over the U.S. since the destruction of an unmanned Chinese surveillance balloon earlier this month. Uh, the uh, the uh, Chinese uh, spokesman said, We have made it clear time and again that the entry of the Chinese civilian unmanned airship, airship uh, into U.S. airspace was a purely unintended, unexpected, and isolated event caused by uh, you know, forces beyond their control. However, Wang could not provide any information on whether any of the recently downed aircraft belonged to China, saying, quote, as to the unidentified objects you asked about, I do not have anything on that. The Ministry of Foreign Affairs has been highly critical of the U.S. government's handling of the situation in recent weeks accusing government officials of making a spectacle out of a delicate situation. Well, we do need to point out, however, that the U.S.'s downing of the unmanned airship ship, uh, with advanced missiles is a trigger-happy overreaction. Uh, no, I don't think so. Uh, many in the U.S. have been asking what good can such costly action possibly bring to the U.S. and its taxpayers. Wang was pushed on the issue further by another reporter who asked if China was denying any connection to the unidentified objects. The official quickly shut down that line of inquiry. As I just said, I do not have anything on that. We believe that no irresponsible comments should be made when there is no clear evidence, and we are absolutely opposed to made-up stories and smears against China, Wang said. The first vessel was taken down over Alaska on Friday, almost a week since the military shot down a Chinese spy balloon off of the coast of South Carolina. Uh, that balloon had transversed the continental U.S. for days before finally being taken down by the U.S. Air Force. Second was shot down on Saturday over the Canadian province of Yukon. The third object was taken down over Lake Huron in the Great Lakes region on Sunday. So there's a lot of questions out there. Very few answers have been uh, shared with us as, as far as uh, all of, of that goes. With that said, we're just about done today here on the Dave Ellswick Show. We're sitting here on the third floor. My thanks to uh, uh, Senator Hammer for coming on and joining us talking about election integrity. 
Uh, we're working on Thursday's show. We'll have a lot of people on for that show as well. I'm Dave Ellswick. Thanks for being with me tomorrow. Don't forget, first hour, we'll be talking with Congressman Hill, Congressman Westerman. Until then, you have a great afternoon. I'll talk to you again tomorrow at 7. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.